gotta change that card. Which one? The executive producer card. Some of those names. Damn it. I got carded the other night. So did I. You ready, Larry? You ready? Man. Hey now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Van Halen. If you like Van Halen, this is this really is the place you want to be. This is Johnny Bean TV. Oh, December, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's December 3rd, 2021, 5678. It's 8.14 p.m. Eastern, 5.14 Pacific out here in Santa Cruz, California. And uh, before we start, I, I should probably mention this every time. This is a podcast. So you can actually listen to the Johnny Bean podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Facebook, over on uh, Johnny Bean TV Facebook page, Amazon Music. That's that's really the whole the whole uh, design of this is uh, is around a podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the Johnny Bean podcast where wherever you you listen to your your podcast, where, wherever you shop, yeah, wherever that is, wherever you frequent. That's right. Wherever you have crappy internet, like Kurt. <laughs> Man. Oh, Jay's busting my balls already. 15 <laughs> minutes in. Hey, you know you belong when, uh, you know. <laughs> well, Kurt, just don't quit 20 minutes till. Okay. Hey, now. <laughs> All right. Hey, now. All right. Hey, welcome, you guys. Jay Hannon, Kurt5150, Larry. Larry C. Hello. What's up, Hi. man? <laughs> this is it. Place to be. <laughs> I, I guess it is. I mean, on a Friday night, right? It's got. It, right? If you're here, it has to be the place to be. Right. Yeah. That's true. This is it. That's the truth. So, hey, before before we start, let me let me make sure to say hello to the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean TV. The executive producers, and they are Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150, Mike Neese, Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB and J Cat, Wayno, False Flag, Andy Carson, Michael B, R Habs, The Chad, Lenny Lou and Mary, James Gum, John Moronic, Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, The Captain, Killer. Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jim Roy Hawkins, and Steve Carmichael. Come on, Michael. <laughs> that is the top tier of channel membership here on Johnny Bean TV YouTube channel. If you'd like to become a channel member, click that join button right below the 20 thumbs ups currently. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to help support this channel, support these shows, any super chats will change the color of my life. So if you look behind me here, we're using the brand new uh, StreamYard feature, actually, where it kind of blurs out the background. It, it, it simulates the look of a, a very expensive camera. I like it. I like have it, you too. Guys, have you seen the new feature I'm using? It blurs the whole screen. <laughs> <laughs> and it, <laughs> It's called the Matrix mode. It, no, it's called the uh, 56K mode. <laughs> 56K. AOL mode. Yeah. It's on my Man. shirt. 
Oh. I'm on 3G. Well, kill, I, I, was, I took a nap with Killian today. He slept on my chest, so he probably drooled a little bit. Oh, I'm sure that's what that is. Boink. Yeah, I, I, I can't reach all the way up there, Kurt. I'm, I'm 44, you know. <laughs> so, hey, I know since I'm blurry, it's usually the guitar noir. You can't really see it tonight. But anyway, yes, these lights right here. If you'd like to help support the channel, support these shows, any super chats will magically change the color of these of these lights in real time. So try it out; it's a lot of fun. And as I was saying, we're live on Facebook, Johnny Bean TV Facebook page. Where if you'd like to help support the channel, we have Facebook stars, and we're basically live all over Facebook. We're live in the Van Halen 1974 to Forever Facebook group, where we're just under 63,000 members. And I know I know I've been saying this for months, but I I am going to start a dedicated Van Halen show within that group. So uh, you have just, been saying that for for months and months for months. Yeah, for a long time. But Facebook years likes to make it, Facebook likes to make it difficult to, mm -hmm. to, to do these types of shows. So. Wow. So that's the whole deal is I just have to figure out uh, the right way to do it. But we're also live in the in the EVH Gear Live Facebook group and Facebook page, Johnny Bean TV Facebook group. Uh, I think my personal profile and on Twitter. And very soon we'll be we'll be live on uh oh crap, what was it? LinkedIn. There we go. Very soon we'll be live on LinkedIn as well. Sweet. For our uh, our professionals. <laughs> Looks like Jeannie's been uh, drinking some winter ale. <laughs> that and the leftover um pumpkin beer that we have <laughs> oh my god Larry, aren't you happy you uh decided to come on this show on a friday night with us we're seven years old <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Man. Well, hey, who do we have here? We got like we got like 50 people sitting here. Who do who do we have in the chat? Kurt, go ahead. Your uh, internet's the greatest. Why don't you uh <laughs> thanks, Jay? All right, we have uh hailing across the pond, Cameron Brown. What's up, Cameron? Hey now. Hey man, Christopher Live Sawa. We got Dakota Barrett. We got E flat 916 or 916, whatever one you want to call it. We got Jeannie Says downstairs. We got James Gum, not to be confused <laughs> with the James Gum from uh, Silence of the Lambs. Janice oh, Lala. Leo Sathko. Leo. <laughs> we got Majestic PBJ and Cat. Music Therapy Laz. We got Pascal Barat. R2, R3, Locking Nut. Hey, now. We got the Robot Master Switch. Uh, my nickname, Rock Daddy. Um, RXR in Arizona. Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. Thomas Santiago. Thrash Metal and Fun Riffs. Tim Thomas and all the rest trickling in, just like Jay did. 
Nice. Jimmy Carr. Ah! Jimmy Carr. Good to see you, man. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, what's up, dude? Okay, first of all, let me just say thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Mike Neese. Okay, he's he's super, super awesome. And uh, he's, he's sent me this brand new, brand new, brand new shirt from uh, from Van Halen store. It's the brand new uh, Eddie Van Halen. Looks awesome. It does. But does it smell good? Smells great. Doesn't smell as good as the one I sent you, does it? Well, speech stick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Johnny, Mike send it needs. to me. Send it to me. I'll try it on. I'll wear it for a few minutes. And then I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll send it back to you. <laughs> Mike needs. Surfed on it. Thank you so much. And thank you for the picks as well. Look at that. Oh, right. those picks. I thought he sent you some other picks that we can't show on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm saving those for my OnlyFans account. <laughs> Larry, how you doing? Good, good. good. Where, where is Mike Neese from? Any, any idea? Is he from North Dakota? Uh, John Biel. <laughs> Do you know a Mike Neese from North Dakota? Larry? Yeah, okay, you're talking to me. Yeah, I know. I know Mike Neese. Oh, okay. That'd be All funny right. if, if you actually knew this Mike Neese. I'm sure it's a coincidence, but uh, there's a Mike Neese that I know. He's a, he's a DJ here in Fargo. Yeah, but, Mike's not a very common name. Well, Neese. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That might be him. Does he like Van? Does uh, your friend Mike Neese like Van Halen? Who doesn't like Van Halen? Come on, it's uh, you know, yeah, he's he's a, he's a classic rock fan, so I'm sure Van Halen fits in there somewhere. But uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, he's been a been a DJ, classic rock stations forever. Mm. But uh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think they're the same Mike Nees, but no, but. Uh... That's uh, that's very good. No, Pascal. No, I didn't get anything today. Actually, I did get something in the mail today. Um, I'll do a uh, a, uh, a video. Of, where, where? There we go. You guys, you, if you can kind of see, here's a preview right next to the Frankenstein right there. A new uh, new guitar. Ooh, it's new, like new partial, guitar it's day. Like peaking. Yeah, there it is. Look for an unboxing and review tomorrow of that guitar right there. An unboxing, huh? Yeah, I already filmed it. Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, so how are, we, uh, how are we rolling with this tonight? What are we, uh, you know, what are we going to be chatting about? Well, Larry, Larry uh, called in, what was that, Tuesday? Tuesday. Couple days ago, you called up because we, oh we were talking, and you called up, and you had some amazing stories. Um, so we'd love we'd love to hear we'd love to hear hear more of those stories, and and I've got some uh, some some photos that you you had sent, which uh, which we can show. Um, 
But I maybe maybe first of all, let let's talk a little bit about about you and, and how how did you get into Van Halen? How did you hear about them? Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, my my uncle gave me a, a Van Halen two album for for Christmas, uh, and he bought the album because he just thought the album cover looked pretty cool. And mm-hmm. uh, I think might have been in seventh grade, right around there. Yeah, sounds great. But uh, got the album, put it on, was automatically hooked, and then had to go back get Van Halen one. You know. So wait, so that was so your first uh, exposure to Van Halen was Van Halen two. Yes, Jay. That's he's like the third dude we've met where Van Halen two was their first album. Yep. Yeah. yeah luckily, my uh, my uncle uh, just picked that because uh, it was just by chance. But at that time, there was only one rock station in Fargo, North Dakota. I live real close to Fargo, North Dakota. For anybody that's uh, who cares, but mm-hmm. uh, um, there was only one station in whoever the programmer was didn't play very good music. I mean, ever. Yeah, sure. They never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, like what? What's what's not good music that, that they were playing? Sticks. Stinks. The, the, <laughs> these guys, these guys are a little older, so they're really into the, the early middle seventies. Little River I, Band. Yeah, you know, it's good music, but it definitely wasn't my type of music. And, Super uh, Tramp. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it right there. Yep. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Hold Stupid on. Tramp. My friends and I used to call them and just harass them to death because we wanted Ted right. Nugent, you know, Van Halen. Van Halen and, and Van music. Halen. Uh, they never for a rock station. It was, it was a pretty poor attempt. Yeah, John Mellencamp. I mean, you can only hear so much of that, right, Jay? You know what? It's it's that music, and Paul has talked about this a bunch of times. But certain certain songs, they just have to play them, and it's music yeah. that the average person walking into a store or whatever hears, and they can identify. And that that's that's what people want. What, what happened to you? Did your chair just break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, back then people would actually call the stations because I, I I remember I used to call up and say, "Hey, can you play such and such by so and so?" And it was exciting when they did it, or if yeah. they said, "Hey, Johnny just called up and requested, you know, Super Tramp or whatever it was," <laughs> and 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 uh, you know, and sometimes it was cool because they would record the conversation and you would hear your voice like like hey who's this hey this is uh this is johnny uh, bean i want to hear take the long way home <laughs> for the 40th time today <laughs> can you play that three times yeah you know so yeah. back then it was it was it was cool i mean these days everything's automated and and uh I think when Paul goes to work, he just goes back to sleep. I don't. I don't think they actually. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Paul. Uh, no, actually, it's serious radio. They, they everything's pre-recorded, so so nothing is actually live over there. Right. Um, yeah, they do like a two-hour just audio, and then they punch it in, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. So Larry, so that's cool. So 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 uh, so you used to call the 
What were you saying? You used to call the radio station. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I wasn't even listening. I, I was. Yeah, we would <laughs> we would call and and after a while we just we just harass them. Just just they'd hang up and you know got to be kind of kind of fun after a while. You know, you guys suck. You know, yeah, we want to hear Nazareth. Come on, right. The guess who, you know, which I mean, all these bands are good, but it was just not, it was, it was good 10 years before that, you know, and then occasionally they would uh, eke out something that was good, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, like I said, one station, uh, I think Fargo is the biggest city in North Dakota and have one rock station. It's pretty bad. Wow. Yeah, I grew up in the town I live in. There was one rock station, KATS, Cats. Cats. And, uh, <laughs> but they played pretty decent uh, decent music. The morning DJ actually reminds me of, of Paul. Maybe it same, was. Uh, oh. Same type of attitude. Maybe it was Paul. Yeah, it could have been. The Mike Neese that I know from Fargo, the DJ, he's he's really good. He's he's funny and uh, yeah, he's he's hilarious. Our Mike Neese is funny too. <laughs> Gotta be the same guy then. <laughs> there can't be more than two Mike Neeses that are funny, right? So. <laughs> there can't be more than two Mike Neeses in the world. I mean, I think that's the limit is two, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow. So when did they start playing Van Halen in uh, Fargo, North Dakota? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, by that time, you know, you couldn't. It wasn't worth turning the the radio on because you just, you couldn't stand what they're playing. So of course, you just bought the albums yeah. and then just listened to the albums. It was painful. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, the radio station's so bad. Actually, the, the rock station. <laughs> yeah, makes me want to go back to sleep. No, no. I mean, I mean, it's it's. Uh... No, I get it. You got you got to play. You know the same same stuff over and over and over. And uh, I remember listening to rock radio when I was when I was a teenager. And I heard all that stuff. I mean, that that was my that was my first exposure to 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 Boston, to to Sticks, to I mean, name like any classic rock song, and you heard it every day, right? You know. Um, but yeah, I I, I used to call the state the the like local station too, and hey, can you play you know whatever by Van Halen or Def Leppard or oh yeah or whatever, you know. Whatever it was we wanted to hear, you know, because that's back. That's back when that's the only way you could hear the stuff. Right. You know, there, there so was nowadays no, there was none of this. So, so nowadays, what I uh, if I ever do put on uh, the one hundred seven point nine, the Fox, it's all the stuff that we requested back in you know nineteen eighty two. They're playing it now, but. Yeah. Trendsetters, you guys, yeah. yes. right? Yeah. They're just getting hey, right. Write that down. We'll play it forty years from now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Do you but guys yeah, ever heard... remember going to uh, the record store where you could listen to CDs before you bought them? Yes. Where they would open them, you know, and uh, just give you the back of it. Give you the they, back of it. What are we talking about? Yeah, the place I where I would they would take the whole cover off and just give you the the back of the CD with the CD and then the the songs on the back. Like people must have stole the liner notes out of the <laughs> CDs they were listening to, so they would just take the whole jewel case apart and give you the bottom half, and you could go sit in a little cubicle and put the headphones on and listen to it for as long as you wanted. You know, decide if you wanted to buy it. I remember, I think it was like, remember, was there ever, any of you guys have a, a store called The Wall? No. No, never, never sent it. They were, they were a, a CD store in the Newburgh Mall in New York that they gave you a blue sticker that you put on your CD case. <laughs> and, and you could literally go like buy the CD, smash it on the floor. And if it had that sticker on it, it, they, it was like guaranteed for life. You could bring it back. And they replace it, no questions asked. So I just used to put the CD sticker on the on the jewel case, and if one of my other CDs got screwed up, I switched, you know, change it out and bring it back. I mean, I only probably did that once, you know, but but they did something like that where they had like like kind of like mini booths set up, almost like a um, jerk store, uh, huh? Like a jerk store. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was gonna, yeah. Um, so. Same time, but I don't think it was like you get to choose. I think that was like new releases or something. They had like yeah. a couple of different booths, but but the headphones were always yeah. so greasy. You oh, know, yeah. it's like I wouldn't put them on. It's no, not like salami no. oil. Oh, or McDonald's. <laughs> I think Tower Records started doing that in the in the early early nineties. They had the CDs and and they had the stuff to where you'd go and you'd push a button and you could listen to like whatever album it was. But yeah, I wouldn't put the headphones on because it was so gross. It was so greasy. Yeah. And back then, you know, they didn't have the hand sanitizer. The they didn't have the hand sanitizer. Yeah, no such thing. Yeah. I worked at a put. Uh, I had a friend that worked at a place in the mall. It was kind of like Jay when he worked at the video store. Um, he would literally sell us <laughs> CDs for like five bucks cash, and oh, cash. we would oh. give him cash sheesh, and he would just do no sale open the till, shut it again. You get the receipt and it like just had the date on it and nothing else. And uh, eventually he got shit canned, but I probably walked out of there with, you know, 20, 30 CDs in a, about a six month period. It was better than Columbia house. Yeah. Wow. All right, so let's get, let's get into more Van Halen, Larry. Um, uh, do you play an instrument or anything like that? Yeah, I, I, uh, I play guitar. And is it because of Eddie Van Halen? You know, um, here's how I got started. I had my, we had uh, friends of the family, my mom's friends that uh, had two sons that are real close to my age. And um, we'd go over to their house and, you know, visit, visit this and that. And they had a, a family band. So, there was Dave and Mike, they played drums and guitar. And then the, the mom played bass and sang. And well, they all sang, but uh, and then there was an uncle that played guitar and sang. And uh, you know, we'd go over That's there and they'd be rehearsing. And you know, did they travel around in a bus? Almost. I think it was a 6240 Econoline. <laughs> I remember right? 
to start it's like over. Partridge family. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was really young, you know, you know, fourth, fifth grade. And then, uh, but Mike, not Mike, but uh, Dave and I were real close. He was one year older than me. And then Mike was two years older. But uh, I hung around those guys a lot. And one day they put a bass in my hand and say, hey, let's, you know, let's play something here. Play these three notes. And, uh, and I did start out playing drums when I was in fifth grade. And, uh, but by the time I got to seventh or eighth grade, being a percussionist in a band was like standing around and playing triangle because all the other upperclassmen got to play the fun stuff. So I was so bored that uh, there was no way I was going to get a complete drum set. Like Ed yeah. Grimley with the triangle. Do you remember Ed Grimley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, so funny. He was waiting for waiting for one <laughs> one thing, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hey so. Dakota. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah, I switched uh started playing bass for a while and kind of wanted to get into guitar. So Mike, guitar player, he showed me the bar chord and, uh, you know, just started picking away at it. And uh, eventually they asked me to play rhythm in their band. I think I was 14 years old. Their uncle had some health problems. And uh, so I was actually making money at 14 years old on the weekends. So that was, that was pretty cool. Playing bass? No. I was, play, I was playing rhythm guitar. Oh, what was what was the guitar? Do you remember? My guitar? Yeah. That's embarrassing. No, it's not. It's not. Never is, man. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, nobody nobody was gonna buy me a guitar. And uh, it was pretty evident. So Mike Mike gave me some I don't don't even know, maybe a silver tone that was kind of beat to death. Mm-hmm. And uh silver tone is awesome. Yeah, Johnny loves those, man. I maybe have was, I have one in there. I, I can't remember because, of course, I took it apart and destroyed it like most of the stuff that I have. And, uh, Sears it was, Roebuck. It was, it was pretty bad, but I was in a wood shop at the time, so I thought, hey, I'm going to make a flying V body and then put this <laughs> neck on there, put the pickup in there. So I made a flying V, and um, wow! so that was my actual first guitar that could kind of play. God, I made a pop pipe in wood, wood shop. That was <laughs> my first thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how about this? I'm so old that in Woodshop we had we had options. Okay, you could make this, this, or that. And one of the options, and I think I was in tenth grade, yeah, tenth grade, um, was a crossbow kit. Oh my so gosh! We're all wow. there's like ten of us making crossbows. The kit, kit <laughs> came with arrows, everything. So when the you know semester was over we're all walking down the hall carrying crossbows with arrows uh i don't think that fly today i'm not sure but you can yeah. so. well, no. that, that reminds me something I don't, I don't mean to interrupt the story but i got it remember the um lawn darts remember those oh yeah, yeah. The, the original lawn darts the original lawn darts right like when you think back you know we just used to throw them into the air and just you know come straight down and stick into the ground I mean, when you think back to that, you know, and it's happened, you know, it's happened. Those things come down. They're just huge, you know, human-sized darts, and they just penetrate your skull, and it's happened. So they started making lawn jarts, remember? The uh, jarts, the yeah. plastic version with the, with like the, the base, the, you know, whatever, the round base. The ball sack. Yeah, the ball sack. There you go, Kurt. 
<laughs> here's uh here's how intelligent we were back then. We we took real bow and arrow and did the same thing straight up in in the sky. You couldn't see it, and like so, we, yeah. Then you'd run. You got like three seconds to like. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're pretty young at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After uh, after that that uh, flying bee. Um, my cousin, my cousin was an only child, and he had a little bit of money, so he had a strat that, uh, that he bought. And I played it, and I'm like, wow, this is, you know, this is really nice. I think uh, this would be the way to go. And so I, I copied the body of his strat, went back to wood shop, glued a bunch of uh, mahogany together, and, and uh, made another guitar the next year. Yeah, I don't that think they're handing mahogany out good. anymore in wood shop. No. <laughs> no, I know. It's probably all balsa wood, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's you know, buy mahogany, the real stuff. Holy crap. But I'm in my son's bedroom, by the way, and this this is one of them that I made. Yeah. You made that? Right. Holy crap. Holy smokes. What? You made that? Yep. Is that sparkle? Look how thick that is. That's uh it's over two inches thick. Holy How much does that God. thing weigh? A lot. I should weigh it. I, I never weighed it. He's getting a workout right now just holding it, you see? <laughs> yep. That's cool. That is. Can we see the headstock? Wait, did you make you made the whole thing or just the body? The body. Okay. All right. So. Well, that's still impressive, man. Holy crap. Look at that yeah. thing. So. Very nice. Cool. Is that a warmth neck? It is. Dude, I used to have that same neck. Yeah, yeah. They're really expensive nowadays. If you yeah. look at them. But I... Uh, yeah. Warmth just up the road for me. Oh, cool. Right? I, uh, I wore the frets. It didn't originally have a neck on there. Had another had a performance. You, you probably have heard of performance guitars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, this red guitar is like the second guitar or the third guitar that I built in a woodshop class. Um, but I built a black one that's actually ever, it's, it's actually nicer than this red one. But uh, Performance had a, they had an ad in uh, Guitar Player Magazine. They had replacement Fender necks for $99. And uh, Rock Hard Maples, I saved up my money one summer and bought that and uh, still going strong. But last, Last Christmas, I, I gave decided... you my heart. Remember that, <laughs> George? No, sorry, sorry. George Mike. <laughs> but uh, I wore the frets out of these necks, and so they they were kind of laying around doing nothing. You know, parts getting robbed out of them and this and that. But uh, since COVID, I uh, I always wanted to buy some some good you know luthier tools and repair some of the necks and frets. And so I started putting frets in some of these necks that are wore out and shot. And uh, then I decided that I want to take wow. my first my first two strats and restore them to back to, you know, kind of original for the most part. And I gave my first one, it's a black one, and uh, gave that to my oldest son. And then the, my youngest son got this red one. So that was Christmas for those guys last year. That is awesome. How old are you? I have I have two kids myself. How old are your uh, are your sons? Sixteen and nineteen. Awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, got, it's got to be something. It's got to be really cool when they want to play guitar as well. You know. Yeah. No, we have a good time. We'll we used to have the you know the the three way jam session a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was always fun. I hope that happens with me. <laughs> God. I have a daughter, she's five, and uh, a son who's going to be two in March. So who knows, you know? Right. Yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, both my boys had those, those little mini straps, mini squires, since they are little. And uh, nobody ever wanted to play in one day, like a couple, well, it was only like maybe two and a half years ago. They both came home and, yep, now we want to learn. So, awesome. uh, and they played like every day for, a year and my, my youngest this is i'm i'm uh, live from kyle's room that's my my youngest son by the way but uh but yeah he, he plays every day plays bass plays guitar so he's having a good time and i think he likes van halen from uh from what i see behind you yeah he uh <laughs> go back in 1984 and this is pretty much everything that was on my walls if those posters could talk. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. yeah, that's a great banner back there, too. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah, a or something. It is. So, Larry, when did you see him first, live? You know, unfortunately, where I live, yeah. it's, it's re really hard to uh, go to concerts back in, back in those days. If you didn't know somebody that lived in Minneapolis, St. Paul, hmm. uh, by the time you heard of Van Halen coming to town, the tickets are already gone. Oh, wow. uh, so the very first time I got to see him was in '98. Wow! I had a couple. I did have had a, have a couple opportunities for the uh, one for the 50 tour and one for Monsters Rock, but I was working. I was actually playing, and and I couldn't go. So. Uh, yeah, that was that was the first opportunity I actually had. If I could turn uh, back time. Da, da, da. Yep. <laughs> Man. So how far is the drive to Minneapolis? It's uh, 230 miles. It's not that bad. Yeah, we say so. Oh, Kurt, Kurt is doing the math to see that if it's – because I have this rule that if it <laughs> if it – if it takes longer for me to get to the concert than the concert actually is, I'm not going. It's the Hannon rule. That's that's my rule. I don't, I don't care if I don't care if Santa Claus is playing. You know. Yeah, every, every every good show that we uh, you know wanted to see, we'd have to road trip down to the cities, Twin Cities, and uh, get a hotel or stay with somebody that uh, that we knew, and, and that was yeah, that was. That was it. Really wanted to see the 1984 tour, but you know that was to make it. Well, and I was I, sorry. Go ahead. So I uh, I was talking about my uh, my buddies Mike and Dave Anderson. Uh, they had an older brother that lived in the cities, and that was that was a lifesaver because uh, he knew you know what kind of music we liked, and all of a sudden I was I was a big Ted fan back in the early days, you know. Yeah. And. Uh, so he calls us one day and says, it, you know, 10 years is coming to town. I think it was 1981. And uh, he's like, you guys want to go? And of course, sure. So he gets us great tickets right down on the 
you know, on the on the floor, real close, right in the center. And uh, we go down there, and he just, you know, pays for the whole thing. Super cool. It was like probably one of the first big concerts they went to. But unfortunately, before that must have been '82. But the year before that, he got Mike and Dave. Uh, I wasn't old enough to go, but got those guys tickets to see the Fair Warning tour, and they were close down on the floor. And uh, still pretty jealous about that. But uh, that would've been a good one. Man, well, speaking, Larry, speaking of the fifty-one fifty tour, my brother is four years older than me, so he would have been in '86. He would have been 16, I think. And my parents wouldn't let him go. And he still, he still is like, like holds that against them. Because he, he ended up having, he, he went to the Monsters of Rock uh, tour, you know, two years later. Yeah. But he still is like, man, you know, the 5150 tour. That same thing with me is like, that is, and it's obviously from Live Without a Net, you know, watching that video a million times. Right, you know, and he would have been able to. He would have seen him. It probably would have been a few nights before or a few nights after, because we lived in New Jersey at the time. So it would have been at the uh, Meadowlands, uh, Brendan Byrne Arena was what it was called then. So it, it would have literally been either like a couple of days before, or a couple of days after that concert was filmed. So he's still pissed. <laughs> All these oh, yeah, yeah, man, dude, because yeah. it would have been like almost really the same show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because. You know what I mean? Well, that would have been so cool. 14? No, he was 14. 15, whatever the hell he was, 15 or something like Yeah, they, they wouldn't let him go. He was he was pissed. Right. But, yeah. Wow. I can understand that. And Jay, you saw that video I put in our on our chat, right? The other night. Did you watch that? Yes. <laughs> I the one the one where I said, John Bia, wake up. You gotta watch this. It was like three in the morning your time. Oh yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I'm I'm pulling a Johnny Bean. I didn't see it. I didn't see oh. the chat. I didn't see the message. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta see that. <laughs> Great book. Um, <laughs> no, no, the um, the drummer from beat from BTO today. Came he, out today. He's been he's been putting out um, uh, footage, home movie footage of of them opening for Van Halen. And, and there's all this footage that, that is filmed of them opening for Van Halen at the Cow Palace. Yeah, San Francisco, Billy, Billy, Chap Billy Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Did you watch the video prior where he did the whole thing on Eddie? Yeah. Where he showed all the photos? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's why I said in, in our chat, we've, we, got, we have this private Facebook chat where it's just insanity um that's where i'm like john bailey gotta wake up because they show the entire stage and it shows like the opening band like their little you know stuff on in front and like everything else is like covered up and and i, I think john bl you're gonna see john bl really he'll put a jerk towel over his mini stage for tomorrow night. Yeah. he had a roll of paper towels next to his bed that night <laughs> <laughs> Steve, hey, Anderson. Steve Anderson, hey dude. Steve, Whoa. Up, Steve Anderson. Evo. All the way dude. from the southern tip of uh Vancouver Isle. Vancouver Island. <laughs> Great to see you, man. Yeah. 
But Larry, dude, I'm I'm thinking that has to be just maddening that you're you're such a huge Van Halen fan and you didn't see them until 1998. Yeah. That has uh, to be just I I can't believe that. The only tour really? I missed was that tour. I saw everything else. Wow. No, you wow. didn't, Johnny. You well, didn't since, you saw since, all the Roth tours. Since 5150. Yeah. <laughs> since 5150. Although my aunt and my uncle were huge fans, and they saw Van Halen like every tour from 78, like on. Wow. Like everything. Can you imagine? Yeah, but really in 1984, I I was 16. And uh so even then, uh it would have been tough to get down there. I'd have to you know, it's really uh, you know, try to hook up with some some good Weird friends. And, you know, just yeah, <laughs> you know. And it's kind of funny, a lot uh a lot of my friends were weren't huge into Van Halen except for the Andersons, but uh yeah, I don't know. Just, like I said, without, Not Steve without Anderson. Internet, no, no, without without the internet, all that good stuff like you have now, it's like, you just, you didn't hear about those things until it was too late. Um, but I did get to see some pretty good stuff. Got to see the three lock box, Sammy Hagar yeah. in, the, in the 1984, you know, at the, uh, I can drive 55 tour, you know, um, VOA. That was good. I mean, real, oh, real wow. good seats. Yeah, it was. You I saw the one where those. he drives the car on stage. Yeah, he didn't drive the car on stage. The car was kind of sitting there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but he gets in, he gets on top and dances around and stuff. He got on top and jumped around. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you saw him literally the tour before he joined Van Halen. That's crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. And I, I, I still think that, you know, he was huge in 84. Sammy Hagar. You know, we're yeah. You know, yeah, he is a, he is a great singer. Yeah. Uh, but I think just, that eased the transition getting, you know, a new singer in Van Halen just because he was so huge at that time. You know, a lot of fans. I remember the St. Paul Civic Center in 84. That place was packed. There was, there was no more uh, seats in that place. And uh, I gotta say hi to my son, Steve O'Snyder, 12. He's in the chat. Hey, he's now. watching from uh, the Christmas lighting festival that he's at. He's probably just having a blast right now. Well, then I'll watch what I say to you. <laughs> oh, you can say whatever you want. He's 24. Okay. Well, then F you. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Larry, obviously the fact that you were a Sammy Hagar fan um, before Sammy joined Van Halen, how did you feel when you, when you heard the news that Dave was out and then Sammy was in? Were you like, oh, my God, or were you like, well, if they're going to get anybody, I guess that's the guy that they should get. Yeah, you know, I can, I can believe it or not, I can remember that day. And I was, you know, I wasn't real happy because I really liked the 1984 album. I still do. And I, you know, I do. I was never get the chance to see, you know, that lineup. And, uh, yeah, I, I was just kind of numb, I think. Just like, well, well, we'll see what happens. And, you know, definitely worked out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I am, I'm definitely the Dave era. I do like the Sammy era, but I'm I'm more Dave just because it's I can I can pop in any of those uh, albums right now and just listen to everything from start to back, day after day. I can listen to that stuff every every day. Um, I can't say that about the Sammy Hager stuff, unfortunately, but I can pop in Three Lock Box or VOA and, and listen to it from you know top to bottom. 
Wait so, a minute. So, so you're more into the Sammy Solo stuff than the Van Hagar stuff. I am. Um, wow. I mean, I like the I like the Van Hagar stuff, but I just I don't know. It just changed for me just because I grew up on the old the old stuff. But, uh, we got the DJ Mike Neese from uh, North Dakota in the chat now. Oh, he's he's in. He's in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like Mike Neese in general. I mean, we know of two of them that are very generous people. We got Mike Neese from the in the chat sending Johnny stuff. We got Larry's friend you, Mike, Mike Neese giving him giving him a guitar back in the day. Yeah, I need to know <laughs> some more Mikes. Yeah, we need to know some more Mike Neeses. Mike Neese, look up in the phone book. Do anybody use those? And find... <laughs> well, only Alex to 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 warm up his uh, you know drum drum hands on drum arms. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Larry, Man. fast forward a little bit. Uh how far do you want to go? Yeah. To what? Well, what what did you what did you eat for breakfast? <laughs> no, what are you gonna eat for breakfast if you're for fast forwarding? <laughs> yeah, I don't, what are you gonna have tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> pot of coffee, that's about it. A pot, yeah. Man. So, so ninety-eight. Yeah, you, well, you got a phone call or uh, invitation or uh, whatever, right? Yeah, I'll back up a little bit. Um, playing, I was I was a se- I was a senior in high school and uh, playing with some guys and yeah, and uh, <laughs> no, is, it's, uh, it's, it's it's you've seen Van Halen Unleashed, right? <laughs> The, yeah. the, the oh, dude, yeah. the guy on there, the kid that's oh, you know, I'm a senior, you know, and uh, Van Halen, you know, he's talking about dreams all the time, like that. So whenever anybody says the yeah. guy on the on the far right on the bottom, <laughs> so when you okay. said you were, you were a senior, it just instantly <laughs> reminded us of that dude talking about you know I'm a senior, you know. <laughs> so, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that video for a long time. Oh, it's yeah. it's 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 awesome. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I watched it when it was new. <laughs> you probably haven't seen it since. But uh, <clears throat> did, I, did I tell you guys I'm, I'm kind of old? But uh, anyway, you don't look old, so uh, feel old. But anyway, so I met a drummer uh, that a classmate classmate of mine uh, went to college with, and he said he was a drummer from Dickinson. So we got him over because our drummer was not not the greatest. And uh, got him over to jam to see what would happen, and he was just amazing. And um, so we got him in the band, um, started talking about a, a bass player, you know, is this moving to town. So that kind of morphed into a new band. But uh, and then the drummer started talk, talk to me about a guy that he knew that he used to play the band, with, and that was Mitch Malloy. And uh, that was like '85. So in '87 he came to town. And uh, we we jammed, and I got to meet him and know a little bit about him. But uh, so then every year we had we had learned a couple of his original songs. He'd come up and play with us, and and it just every year he'd come back home for for vacation, and that's how I got to meet him. But uh, then I helped him out a lot every year for for quite a long time. So in '98, yeah, he he, he no in '96 he got uh, the audition. Uh, you know, you know what happens there, but uh, yeah, '98 he calls me and says, "Hey, do you want to go go see Van?" He said, "Do you want to go see Van Halen?" And I, I'm thinking, 
yeah, well, you know, just go to the show and and have a good time. Never thought anything about uh, the chance of getting backstage and anything like that. So I flew into Nashville and uh, he picked me up and he's first thing he said, he's like, that's bad news. It's like, yeah, I can't get a hold of Eddie. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because well, I've been trying to get a hold of Eddie so we can you know, just hang out backstage. And, you know, I'm like, really? And uh, so he called all, so that was a Saturday. Uh, called all day, no answer. And uh, Sunday morning, we he tried again. And uh, a couple seconds later, Eddie calls and I can hear him through the you know, phone just yapping like crazy. But uh, basically said, yep, come on over to the hotel, meet us. And uh, and spent the whole day from, it had to have been from around 10, 30, 11 o'clock to, I know they left, they got, they had to get on their plane at 11 and they left or they left at 11. So it was a long time, which was, which made it really cool. It was, it was just a, you know, hey, how are you? And, and then that's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just like I said, just being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right person, that's, that's only the only thing I can say how I got to that point. But, you know, I just, like I said, every day is something that I think about. like, wow, what, what a lucky bastard. Yeah. So prior to that, how much of uh, Mitch's story did you know or did you hear from his mouth about that whole experience? Did you, did you know about it back then? I was tell you the whole story. I was at his lake cabin in '96. He uh, his his dad ha has a lake cabin, um, right by Detroit Lakes. If you ever heard of that place? Um, so he'd always come in you know, the middle or end of August, right around that that time. And uh, I had a jet ski, a brand new jet ski, and I let him use it. And uh, we were there that weekend, just hanging out, but. We we went inside. We're outside. Right, jet ski came in. There was a remember the the old tape recorders, the uh, the, the voice, uh, you know, the answering machines that you could call your own home, your own home, and yeah, and, uh, yeah. And you had one tape was in. your message, and then the next tape was the the answer. Right. So you could call your own number, punch in a code, and, and get your messages. And and he does yeah. that. It's, it's freaking Eddie Eddie on on the answering machine. And I heard this, and uh, oh my god, you got kidding. So he calls him back, and and like a day, a couple days later, it seemed like it was the next day, but all of a sudden, here's a box from UPS with every Van Halen CD ever made, except for Diver Down. Everyone, oh, except really? Down. Yeah, I wonder why. <clears throat> I like I like Diver Down, to tell the truth, but uh, yeah. That was that was my time, you know, probably fifteen or whatever when that came up. Well, I'm just saying, as far as you know, we all know from all the interviews that that was, you know, wasn't Eddie's favorite, and it was, you know, mostly cover, not mostly, but it was, you know, half the album was covers and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's well documented, no doubt. Uh, but I still think it's a, a good album to me. But yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that's that's. Uh, how I heard about it, I was right there listening to Eddie talk about it. But um, so it wasn't it wasn't much longer, maybe two weeks, and then he was on the plane to, to Ed's house to to kind of try out. And uh, Mitch would call me every night, just kind of tell me what what was going on. 
And for, for whatever reason, I don't remember a lot of it. A lot of the conversations. I remember when he was on the phone with me and Wolfie walked into the, to the where he was staying there in the guest house. That was kind of funny. <laughs> Years later. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we all, we all knew that, you know, whenever I heard, actually we heard an early, early 96. Do you remember when uh, Sammy was kind of cut loose a month about? It seemed like March, April. I can't remember for sure. Father's but, Day weekend. Okay. Was a, okay. So what month? What month is that? I should know that. June. June. Yeah. Yeah. It makes makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, just, I just graduated from high school, like a couple of weeks. I was just about to fail my senior year. <laughs> but look uh, at you now. I was already kicked out of school by that point. For not going. Yeah, I, Sorry. Yeah. Yep. No. Even. But at that point, early on, uh, the guys from Dickinson that I was playing in a band with, they obviously they talked to Mitch, but because even at that time, Mitch had, uh, you know, the same the same manager, and uh, we heard that he was going to go or probably go and, and audition, but you know that was months before he actually did or even got a, even got a call. As soon as I heard that. He was probably going to go and audition. I, I just, sure, you know, you don't, you, you just don't believe that because they're, they're so huge, and here's, you know, so. But um, now, Larry, yeah, did you know, know Steve, the guy that worked for Mitch, that went to work for Van Halen? Did you know him? Steve, no, I don't know. Yeah, he he managed Mitch, and then he went went on to. Um, like co-manage oh. Van Halen with Ray Daniels, Steve Hoffman. Yeah, Steve Hoffman, the late Steve. Yeah, Hoffman. no, I. You know when when Mitch is out here, you know there was never anybody, no management. You know they never, I never got to to meet any of those people that he really worked with. Um, when he came here, it was usually on vacation, and he's you know, but then he would come back here, put on some shows. That's why I helped him with mainly when I say helped him, where he played with the band that uh, I was in, in the early days, but, but yeah, that's uh, mm -hmm. so, so you, you would know, like, you would help roadie roadie stuff, like carry stuff around or. Yeah. We'd use my truck and trailer, a lot of my gear, my, my guitars, my amps sometimes, you know, just, he didn't, he just brought the bare necessities and then we would help him and uh, just, yeah, set up, drive yeah. and do whatever. But uh, awesome, yeah. And it, like I said, uh, then in '98, then you know he called me, and it turned into yeah, meet us at the hair at the airport, and uh, I don't know if you want to show up those pictures or not, Johnny. Sorry, you can't. Or can you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I can show them here, and then any any um, if we want to zoom in on anything, which one is there? Certain ones you want me to show, like first. There's one that's, that's labeled that's that's uh, name number one. You can probably just start there because I think it's in pretty much all the the order that I took pictures in. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've I've got the one of you guys driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the limos right there. The two vans that was transportation from the hotel. Oh, cool. And, oh, so uh, Van Halen is in those in those vans. 
Yeah, yeah. Van Halen is those vans are hailing. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I just had to take a picture because they they told us to follow them real close so we could just drive in behind them at the at the amphitheater. So I thought oh, that was a good good photo op moment. So yeah. all my six, right? <laughs> You get pulled over for tailgating for driving too close. To <laughs> they they told us to, right? Eddie Van Halen told us to tailgate. He said, "Follow us." <laughs> right. Wow, that's so crazy. See. They're in a van, not in a, a limo or a you know right. suburban or whatever you know. And a Dodge van to top it off. Good God, what's wrong with Dodge? <laughs> Nothing. Not a, not a thing. <laughs> Dodge. Wow. Let's see. I don't think these are in any order. I mean, I just I oh. saved them from the email and then I okay. upload them in, in the streamyard. So you're then not labeled I'm, one, two, three, four. No. Okay. No. So I've got that that one, and then I've got the one. There's ones of it looks like you guys in front of like a, a hotel or is that airport? Yeah, that's that's the hotel they're staying at. So, yeah, by the time we got there, they're ready for the transportation. So it took us a while to get ready and get over there. But um, the car like there in the black shirt. It, what? Mike Lampy's in the white shirt. Oh, really? Yeah, well, look at the hairdo. Come on, Kurt. Holy smokes. <laughs> you got to remember, I got dial up internet. You got two bad eyes? <laughs> <laughs> You can see the the hotel dude. I hopped out the truck and took the picture. He's staring at me like he's gonna kick my ass or something. So that must be Dugan talking to Mike Lanty, and then you see Gary Sharon in the green, and then Eddie in the white. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's Dugan. I don't. I don't think it is. I could be wrong, but I'll. I'll. You want to call him right now? <laughs> I have his call number. Right there for the shop. Do you remember? Hey, is this you? I'll send. Actually, I'll send him this picture. The guy in the black shorts looked like he's ready to kick some ass, sea bass. Yeah, he uh, he was giving that stance. <laughs> looks like the guy. In, no, the guy that's the, the the one right in the middle. Yeah, looks yeah. like he's standing like he just sharded. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> actually, that looks sound like Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson stands like he sharded. Hey now, hey now. Here, I, actually, let's, let's, you have uh... a picture of Rob standing like that. <laughs> oh, oh, I get. It. <laughs> He's like, oh no, I'm wearing shorts and no that underwear. Have, that actually does look kind of like Rob. That, that might, that might be Rob. So. He got the job at the hotel just because Van Halen was going to be there. Quit the next day. So there, there's Michael Anthony talking to somebody there. Dugan. And then and then this, yeah, this is cool, man. Yep. It's like yep. Jay Hannon in the blue shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be. Hey, mm-hmm. you really who, is, who, who is that, Larry? Who is that in the blue shirt? Yeah, that's Mitch with uh with short hair. Holy smokes. Yep. And who's he talking to? He's got a puka neck necklace on. Eddie, yeah. No, I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. So so th this is cool. This no, this that's is awesome. Like, this is like an exclusive. It's like a picture of, of Eddie Van Halen with Gary Sharon and Mitch Malloy together. Right. Eddie de definitely didn't shart in those white shorts. No, no. <laughs> and it mustn't it mustn't be uh after Labor Day either. <laughs> Isn't that the rule? Yep. Right. Yeah. August 2nd. Yeah, he made he made the rule order. <laughs> he just made it. So that that that's cool, man. That is cool. I man, that's 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 weird. You know? Right? Like in a cool that's way. Right. In a cool way. Yeah. Let me see. Actually. <laughs> actually, Larry, I th I think that guy, I think that is Scotty Ross. Scotty? Okay. Talking talking to, to Michael Anthony, because you can see the side of his face there. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, I, I, I think I, that I, is I think that is him. You would think it would be him, the guy that's standing there, you know, kind of keeping it Actually, you want to ask him? Because I, I can get a hold of him too. So who's the guy holding the guitar? Oh, yeah, fan. Kramer. Yeah. I think it's a yeah, Kramer. Yep. You're probably right, Johnny. Uh, he he probably didn't sign it. I I might have just misinterpreted. He's signing a. He's probably signing a something else, an album or something like that. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, because my buddy he 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 had a, a Kramer, actually one of Eddie's Kramer guitars. Sorry, I'm blurry. And Eddie couldn't sign it. He was there on that tour for 30 years. He tried to get that guitar signed. Oh. Uh -oh. Right. Uh, Salt Lake City distribution. Your, your order of depends will be delayed. <laughs> I have an order coming in. An odor coming in. Yeah, I don't think he would have signed that guitar. I mean, that that'd be interesting if if he did. Yeah, you're probably right. He probably did. He's, yeah, I think he must be signing something else for him. But uh, he asked him if he signed it. Obviously, that's what he's holding. But uh, what he what Eddie said is he 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 held up his fingers like a cross, like you know. You know, stay away. Wow. With the Kramer guitar? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, why, that's why that dude's face is so red. He was probably embarrassed. Like, oh, man. I'm, right. Yeah. And then Ed, Ed tells oh, him yeah. to, uh, yeah, Ed tells him to. I think he's crying. Check out Wolfgang. Wow. Oh, to check out a Wolfgang guitar? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who's good at Photoshop? Can you Photoshop Rob, Photoshop Rob Johnson's face onto the shark, onto the shark employee? Look, that, is, that does look like Rob. <laughs> oh, man. Be careful. I think Rob's going to be on here tomorrow, actually. <laughs> and it's too late. It's way past Rob's bedtime. <laughs> look, we're in shorts. Yeah. Wait, who's <laughs> That's that picture. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. You're, You're gonna get me in trouble. Oh my god. <laughs> Larry, sorry, we have a lot of fun on this show, man. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> so Larry, you show up at the hotel. Like, how hard is it to not just completely fanboy out and, or, I mean, what was it like? I, I don't know why, but 
I don't get, I've never gotten uh, nervous around, you know, famous people. I've met, a, you know, a few people, but uh, I don't know. I, I was not freaked out at all. Um, there's only one time where I got nervous and I'll, I can come, you know, I'll tell you that later. But uh, um, yeah, it was kind of funny because nobody knew that I was with Mitch until like that moment right there where they're talking outside. And uh, it didn't sound like Eddie was too happy that, uh, that Mitch brought, brought people. Um, Cause he asked him, he's like, Oh, great. You know, and how many, how many people did you bring? And, and he said, I was just one and just, you know, told him, told him my name and I play guitar, big fan. And uh, I thought it was funny because Eddie asked me, she's like, is he going to need a Quaalude? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, every like just flips out and freaks out. And yeah, I thought that was, and he, I'm pretty sure he was serious. But, uh, <laughs> well, I, I brought out Larry and I brought his other brother, Larry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I still think that's funny, but, um, Mitch told no, he's he's good, he's fine. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but then after after we got to the amphitheater, we followed the vans in there and uh, parked. Um, that's the first when I, the first time I got to meet him. There was a bunch of guys, you know, like uh, Scotty Ross and a few other people that I didn't know, and uh, Mitch introduced me to him and. We shook hands and he just kind of looked down like, you know, like, okay. You know, it didn't really say much. And I thought right there, I went, this is not going to go well. I probably shouldn't be here. You know, I just got that, uh, that feeling. It just wasn't real warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And you think how many people, you know, he met every night when you're doing a hundred and some shows, it probably just got taxing on him, you know? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys have played places and you want, you know, you're on break and you want to take a break and you have people just want to, you know, talk and do whatever, and, you know, yeah, that time's a million with, uh, with, with Ed, but um, yeah. But right after that, we, I believe we went into their, their dressing room and <clears throat> hung out for a while. And uh, I think you realize I wasn't going to be all in his face asking him, you know, a bunch of questions and and just, you know, being a super fan. And uh, so then he, he really started kind of, you know, just loosening up a little bit and uh, treated me really well, really well. And and Alex too, he was super nice, just talking up a storm. And uh, you know Stein is that Stein is his wife now. At that time, she was his girlfriend. Oh, okay. oh yeah, okay. Yeah, she was there. I didn't realize that she she designed all the uh, the artwork for the T-shirts and his drum set, and stage. I read that somewhere. You guys probably know that. I'm sure you guys are. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> it, we weren't there all that long. It seems like you know it, I should have. Actually, Mike Neese's first wife uh, I went to high school with. You're Mike and Neese. Mike yeah. Neese. My Mike Neese. Neese. Not yeah. our Mike Neese. The, the original Mike, Mike Neese. Mike oh, Neese. Oh, There's so a couple different Mike Neese's going on. Yeah. That's, that's the that's, Mike Larry's, Neese. Larry's Mike Neese is the original. 
The yeah, Mike Neese. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, who's sure Mike Neese is older? Mike Neese, how old are you? Yeah, he says he's never been married. So it's not, okay. it's not this Mike There you go. Yep. But she told me, it's like, you should write everything down in detail now because things are going to fade away in your memory. And I'm like, no, they won't. It's Van Halen, you know. But, uh, yeah, it, it kind of does. But, um, like I said, it wasn't very much longer. It just seemed, it was probably, who knows, two hours. But uh, they're getting ready to do their soundtrack. And uh, and he was he was he was really happy to see Mitch. I know I know I'm skipping around and missing stuff, but uh, jump over stuff. But uh, yeah, he was he was really happy to see Mitch. The first thing I heard, uh, I thought that was interesting is Ed was complaining about Warner Brothers Records, just livid about. It must have been their friends and family concert. He said uh, he said they pretty much just walked out before half the show was done. And that really ticked him off. Um, oh, they, the the friends and family walked out. The friends and family concert before they actually started their tour. Uh -huh. you ever heard of those? Yep. Yeah. You know, with all, you know, rehearsal before. I've got good friends that have gone to a bunch of them. Yeah, all the okay. people from the mailing yeah. list were invited. But yeah, what what Ed said that you know, Warner Brothers. Uh, execs just they didn't stick around that long and took off. Wow, so that's got to be de demoralizing, kind of. And you know, as as being in a band, you know, you you your record label should be behind you 100%, and even no matter what, you know. And if you see them leaving that show, that's kind of like, are, do these people actually really care, you know? Right, right, and, and you could you could tell. Mitch and Gary said Eddie played well that on that tour as well. Yeah, he he was he was sober. No, he he wasn't. I didn't see him drink a, a glass of water. He was totally dry, and uh, you know, my just my own opinion. You know, he was really trying to get the band back going strong again. And doing everything he could to, you know, just get it to where he wanted it to be. Now was Alex drinking? I think Alex quit drinking like in '84, didn't he? No, I thought he he, he quit after after the '51 '50 tour. He did, okay. but either prior to this tour or after the tour is over, he relapsed, and uh, okay. there was the intervention, and Gary was part of the intervention. Oh. No, he was not drinking at all when I uh, when I saw him. Yep, I think I was the only one drinking the whole the whole place. That boy. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> chug, chug, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had the three beers and that was it. That was it. But uh, so that two yeah. hours, that two hours backstage. I mean, when your friend said that you should have, you know, written everything down. As it was right. happening, I mean, she's probably right. I mean, it probably it probably felt like a dream once it was over. Like, what the hell just happened? What you know? Absolutely, it was it was it was like it, you were a dream. It, it, it probably went by real quick too. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, they were. And the thing, the thing why I didn't get nervous, I think, is because they, you know, they treated me really well. They were just, they were treated really well, like like old buddies almost, and. uh 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, it made me feel real comfortable. What's they're way nicer than they should have been. I'll put it that way. But uh, <laughs> um, so they're getting ready to do their sound check, and we're kind of standing out in the hallway. And uh, Michael Anthony's right across from me, and and uh, introduced myself a little bit. He's nice guy, nice guy, real quiet, didn't say much. Um, and Ed's like. Uh, you guys want to come up on stage in the soundtrack? Oh, my gosh. And, uh, no, no. Why, no. Why would we want to do that? I'll stay yeah. here. Let me finish this beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we, we go through the onto the stage on, on uh, Dugan's side. So we got to go through the, the base cave with all the lava lamps and the, the chili pepper lights. And, and uh, the... The guitar, the bass right on the end was the Jack Daniels bass, and I looked at Mitch and said, I'm going to touch it. <laughs> so I, I touched it and, uh, you know, didn't get caught, so it was a good day. But, yeah, we <laughs> so yeah, we stood right in the middle, right right in front of <laughs> – stood right in front of Alex during the, the sound check. And, yeah, that, that really blew my mind. Now, do you remember what songs they played for the soundtrack, like, or which one they played first? Do you remember any of that stuff? They played "Without You" first, cool. and they played uh, after that. I think they played the one I want. Uh -huh. Yep. And I followed that song. Eddie Eddie stopped right in the middle of that song because he heard some crackling going on on his with his guitar cord, and. Uh, so there was a few minutes of chasing down bad guitar chords and and then finished the song. And I believe I might remember it was only two songs. Mm. Um, I could be wrong, but and that was just guitar chord, you know. And right. was that was that instrumentally too, or was Gary was Gary singing for that soundtrack? Yep, Gary is singing. Wow! Yep. Wow! Yeah, but, uh, you guys probably know this, but um, Ed at that time was using a, a big, thick brass guitar pick. Not sure if you mm -hmm. knew that or probably knew that. Um, if you ever listen to the beginning of Without You, the year that weird scraping sounds, mm -hmm. it's that yeah. brass pick get rubbed back and forth. He Stop me if you guys know this. I just, uh, I, it seems like it's really hard to find any information like that on when we search the internet. But, uh, I think he like actually this. used the rock that him and Wolfie found on the beach, and then the rock broke, and then they looked like used this. the brass one on tour. Yep. Yeah, it did. The one that he had didn't look like it was really, really crude. It looked like he, he filed it and hammered it himself. It was really. <laughs> Really weird looking. Forged at fifty one fifty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it didn't look it didn't look that pretty at all. And I didn't see more than one sitting around. It was like one. Sure you had to take something else back in his uh, his equipment. But now, if you if if you guys, I'm sure you have at least tried a metal guitar pick, right? Stainless, yeah. It yeah, is, I've used them. It feels really cool. Like you're like, damn, how how percussive is this? But then you look at your strings and you're like, 
Jesus Christ, they're already they're already worn to shit. <laughs> I, can't, yeah, I can't use this thing. I'll be going, I'll be broke going through strings every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a hard time Larry, those. Was he using the the uh tobacco burst wolfgang or the purple wolfgang? Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember well. Um okay, good. There's a there's a picture. Yeah. Those are the picks he was using in '96. Yep. That's that's actually a photo of him holding one in his hand. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh oh. There's a there's a there's a picture with uh, me and Ed, Johnny. If you can find that one, where it's 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 the the picture's going the long way up and down. Yeah. Zoom in down in the right bottom corner corner there. Oh, you got the Cavaricci shirt, huh? Remember those? Remember them? Oh, yeah. They're like the hundred dollar pants. <laughs> Here, hey, I'll, I'll that, that was that was the stuff back then. No, like I said Dude, before, if I knew, photo. that's awesome. If I knew, if I knew I was going to meet those guys, I would definitely would have got my hair cut and had a different you know, set of clothes. But I had no clue. So the guitar on the stand there, I think that I would call that his number two. Guitar, it's the purple flame. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but if you get down the very corner, you can see the, the tobacco sunburst laying on the coffee table. You can just see the neck a little bit. You can see the strap. Yeah. There's a guitar that's, laying down right there. Right. That's the tobacco sunburst. And then he's holding the pick in his right hand when he's, he's got his armor on me. Oh, yeah. Under his uh, middle, middle, yeah. middle finger there. Yep. This picture was taken minutes before uh, they went on stage. Like Alex went to get on his drums or get by his drum set. And it was like the perfect opportunity to say, hey, can I get a quick picture? Because it was just us three in there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. He just seems like, sure, glad to do it. And, and uh, yeah, Mitch's hair was on point then too. Look at that thing. Yep. Yeah, he, he was He was looking good, playing good. But uh, Grab my camera when he he set his set his, his guitar down on that coffee table and put his arm around me and we took those couple pictures. Um, wow! Before that, we uh, so they're getting ready to. I'm uh, I'm kind of jumping around here, but um, as far as timeline, but uh, so it's, it's good to be go time and. Alex is sitting on sitting on the floor. You guys seen that uh, interview from Australia? There's a blonde. Yes. Girl. Yeah. So you see Alex sitting on the floor, Indian style, beating on some phone books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's what was going on. So he's on the floor, and Eddie's sitting there uh, with with the tobacco sunburst guitar, warming up. No amp, just you know. And I'm, Mitch and I are sitting there being quiet and just trying to let him do their thing and not bother anybody. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching Ed from two feet away, just, you know, mind blown. What did that sound like? Amazing. Yeah. He, he did stuff that was just, yeah, I, my brain cannot comprehend what, what, what I was seeing, but, uh, um, so he's, he stands up, takes the guitar off and then puts a strap around my neck gives me the guitar, hands me that big brass pick. He's like, here, why don't you uh, 
stretch the strings out a little bit, you know, this and that. He goes, <laughs> like, he's got, he's, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So, There's a lot of blood on the tip of my penis right now. Uh, <laughs> the, the famous last words were, whatever you do, don't break a string. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. And that was, was that was the, the tobacco burst? Yes. Oh, his main remember how it, like when you put it in his your hand or when he put it in your hands do you remember like holy crap this thing feels great that was exactly the first thing because i never had the chance to, to play an actual wolf game and that was the first one and oh. that was, yeah that's crazy so i'll be careful be careful oh, yeah. yeah don't break yeah. a string i hear that every night my, you know when trying to go to bed Dude, how many people can say, dude, yeah, I played a, a PV Wolfgang. It was the first one. It was Eddie's first actual. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it 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 was the most amazing thing that I ever played to that point, and I've never played anything better, you know, since. But uh, wow, the thing was set up. The strings were just laying right on the frets, and uh, it yeah, it played it played itself. It was crazy. <laughs> So, so I'm playing my, my wife in the chat. Look, Johnny, highlight uh, my wife's uh, comment there. Uh, that one. Yep. <laughs> there you go. You talk about playing Eddie, Eddie's guitar. I mean, that's you know. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 Larry's gonna tell me. I was on this show last night. All they kept doing was hitting the sound effect of boner. I gotta get some motion for my lips. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm used to the sound effects. That's, uh, yeah, you've been, you've been pretty late on the sound effects tonight. So yeah, so I'm, so I'm playing Eddie's guitar with this big brass weird pick, and Alex is right to my right, sitting on the floor, banging away in a couple of phone books. It's like how uh, oh you know, how is this real? You know what I mean? It's crazy. But so when uh, he came out, when he came out and when it was gonna get it from you, were you like, did you wash your hands? <laughs> that would that would have been a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I just told him that's the most amazing guitar I ever played in my life. It's just that's it's crazy. And yeah, I was it was just seconds after that is when uh, we took those pictures. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I asked, I get a quick autograph, and uh, I had a pen that I found in Mitch's his, his pickup, but I just said I, get, I told him I, I need to find something to write on, and there was, to write on, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there was a schedule that was printed out, you know, taped to the wall. Uh, so he's like, "Well, you can use this." So he peels it off himself, folds it in half. And then writes. Actually, I had it writ, written to my wife, and uh, gives me that autograph. And so, I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. And then uh, they're they're uh, getting ready to getting ready to go on. And I, I see him kind of looking down. He's got like furrowed eyebrows and kind of looking real. He's he's concentrating on something real hard, and. This is the only time I got nervous 
is uh, comes over to me and he gets right in my right in my teeth. He's right there. He's kind of hard hearing, so he's up close. Yeah. So he says, oh, "What kind of guitar do you play?" And I tell him, and he's like, "Do you want a Wolfgang?" And I'm like, "Okay, you know, I, I can't remember what I said, but it was <laughs> here's my I, address." I was, I was said. freaking out. You know, inside I was freaking out, and uh, that was the only time I got nervous. And he's like, "Yeah, well, I'll get your information from, I'll get your contact information from Mitch." And then he just, then they, you know, pretty much went on stage, started the show. And uh, I never did get the guitar. Yeah, because Mitch, Mitch probably still has it. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never did get it, but you know, the offer was so genuine because you know, I, I saw his face, you know, with all this thought going on. And I have no idea what happened. You know, I have my thoughts, but there's got to be an assistant next to him to be able to take down that information and run with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, the, just the offer was huge. You know, I just got, I got to play his guitar, you know, it, that's, I'm good, you know, but yeah. uh, never realized how long he played that tobacco burst until not that long ago. He played that thing forever. I stumbled on a uh, through all four. He's play he's playing it at that backyard party in 06. Yeah. That's the one he put the 5150 uh, stickers on it. Mm -hmm. That's the same guitar. Um and I just stumbled on a interview. I think it's a CNN interview from 2012, mm -hmm. and that guitar is hanging. There's only a few guitars hanging in, in the 5150 studio, and that's one of them. Um, so if you search that on YouTube, it's, uh, I never. Mm -hmm. I just stumbled on that the other night. That's cool. I never. I never realized that he smashed that at the end of 04, the 04 tour. Uh, he smashed the green one. Yep. The green one, I, you can see that one on, on video, but there's a bunch of people that claim that he smashed the tobacco one too, and then they repaired it. So I don't know if you guys oh, ever know that. got any information. Well, I heard, I heard about the green one being repaired. Maybe they maybe they, they, they got both of them and repaired them both. Who knows? They yeah. repaired the, the green one. Huh, man. Right, Steve Carmichael? It's all good, Keith. It's all good. That's good stuff, man. You're uh, very envious. Yeah, I, like I said, every day I just kind of wake up and pinch myself. Did that that really happen? I just it's still hard <laughs> to believe. And, uh, yeah, we watched we watched the show pretty much from Mikey's side of the stage, kind of behind some speakers. For about half the show, then we went out the, went out the front and uh, you know got the, got the front view. Um, but yeah, like like I was saying the other night, Angie Everhart, she she was there pretty much automatically from the start. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So who was she, who was she friends with then? I th I think her and Ed were really good friends. Just saying, no proof. Uh, I just I think they're you know. Um, and and this was in this was in North Dakota. The the, the show. 
was in yeah. Nashville. It was in Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Okay. But uh, her brother was actually there too. Angie Everhart's brother. Why is everybody leaving? What is what is going on here? I had to turn my camera off. Oh, camera's coming on. There we go. I'm back. Angie Everhart. So what? 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 So she's an actress. Yeah, I think she started out as, as a model and kind of trans transformed into a, an actress. She was in the Bordello of Blood with Dennis Miller. If you want to check that out, let's pull up a picture, Johnny. Let's see, let's see what we're working with here. <laughs> <laughs> we had um, Kari were on uh, what was that last Friday, or was that she Saturday? Was, she, night? Was, she was on here. I wish, I wish she was on here. Get it? No. Oh! <laughs> well, maybe not now, but you know, like 1987-ish, right? Remote Control era. Remember that show, Larry? Remote oh, Control on MTV. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. Remember the oh, the yeah. chick that was on that show, Kari Wer? Oh man, she was smoking. Bordello of blood. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on her. Oh, I drew many a blank. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Kurt's back. Yeah, yeah. It, it was oh, funny because she, you know, she was very dressed down and, you know, she wasn't real popular, you know, to a, to a guy at that time. <laughs> Might have been, you know, the, the girls probably knew her from canteen commercials and stuff like that. But My I like it. Yeah. She looks like she could be familiar, but I, I, I didn't know. I had no idea. Mitch didn't know who she was. She just, you know, introduced herself as Angie and, that was it. And, uh, but she was really super nice. This is her right yeah. here. Oh, what, oh, are sip, what are you sipping on, Kurt? A little rum and coke. Oh. What kind it's of Friday rum? Friday night. What kind of rum are you sipping? Uh, oh, she's already, she's already making the, making the face. I mean, you know. That's her right there. And look, Van she's Halen obviously guy. a Van Halen fan. I mean, look at that's, this. That's the O face. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to um an earlier photo because I don't I don't remember what she, I don't know what she like who that is from that picture. So let's go back to her prime. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> who are we talking about? Angie, Angie Everhart. Angie Everhart. She was in. Uh... Oh, she's obviously a Van Halen fan. It's like nothing but pictures of her with like Van Halen stuff. Kurt's putting it right into his um, spank Brassers. bank next to uh, Remy Lacroix and uh, whoever else. Kari were. <laughs> yeah, that's her right there. Oh, look at the shirt! Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the '93 shirt, but it had, it's all like beaded and stuff. Yeah, bedazzled. Yeah, it's a cool shirt. Oh yeah, the chick from My Cousin Vinny was hot too. Um, oh, Marissa to me. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Don't get Jay started. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to check out early. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put my phone down. 
<laughs> Next thing you know, Kurt's you're gonna see Kurt's camera tilt, tilt back because the desk is gonna lift up. You know? Honey, get some red hair dye on your way home. <laughs> and Kurt's already got that Van Halen shirt. And some beads. Yeah, some beads. For the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah. Wow. So okay, wait. Okay. So Larry, you're saying you you met her at a Van Halen show? Wait, Rob, is that Backstage. the jacket Rob Johnson's wearing? Yeah, you just stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, she was she was there the whole time. She was in the the dressing room a lot. Same time we were. That's cool. That's why Rob's wearing that. It's gotta be, you know. Let me yeah, Larry doesn't know who Rob Johnson is. I do. I do know Rob Johnson. Damn. No, you do. Yep. Oh yeah. All right. Good. Rob Johnson. Yep. I know who he is. But yeah, she was. She was there uh, from. Really, the same time we got there, early in the day, till the end. Um, yeah, I was really kind of disappointed with myself because I seen her with one of those little stripy uh, disposable cameras that they were selling at the merch stand, and she's walking around taking pictures. Like, why? If I would have known about that, I would have been taking all kinds of stuff. But uh, I didn't feel like taking my thirty-five millimeter, and you know annoying people i was i was lucky enough to be there as it is i didn't want to be uh yeah you don't want to be that that guy and, and i th i think when what you said before about you know you you weren't like fanboying out and everything and that's probably why they were super cool with you because they were like okay we can do we can just talk to this guy and we don't have to worry about him going oh oh my god you ready van halen you know all that stuff yeah you know i yeah i think so, so so Angie Everhart, she has or had a, a dog, a Maltese that was named Sir Edward Van Halen II. Right. Yeah. Wow. So apparently she's she's a huge Van Halen fan too. She just, I think it was last night she posted a uh, photo on Instagram, and she's got a Christmas tree with a Van Halen skirt under, like a, you know, Eddie Stripe skirt. skirt under the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's not in the photo, but she's got the Eddie Stripes tree skirt underneath of it. Uh, that was pretty cool. Do they sell those? I don't know. Van Halen store, come on. I know they have Van Halen ugly Christmas sweaters now. Oh. Really? I'll have to send Ellie to school with one. Did you guys see uh, somebody posted this? I think it was in my Van Halen group or somewhere on Facebook. Somebody had little cutouts of of of, of Van Halen from the '84 from the Panama video. You know where they're flying across the stage, and they have them on their tree. Did you guys see those? No, they're no. pretty cool. That's let, me find, let me find that real quick. Pretty pretty cool. They're perfect. Is that real? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Jeannie, can we can we return the one that we got for Ellie with the sloth on it and get her a Van Halen one? 
Larry, my, our daughter's initials are EVH. Look at this one, Jay. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Sammy. But you're you're blurry, Kurt. Come on, man. <laughs> it could be my screen. No, no, right now it's it's a little choppy. I think it's just your uh we'll give it a second, it'll catch back up. <laughs> now Waldo. Oh, that one's awesome. Like Wait, are the are those official? No. I don't they think none be. of those are official. They should be official because that's official right there. Man. Spending money on stuff that you just don't need. It's 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 just fun to do. Oh yeah, look behind me. Yeah, but it's cool though, right? There's one person in this house that thinks it's cool. <laughs> and we're looking at him. <laughs> You're talking to him. The only one that matters, Kurt. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm the king of the castle when no one's around. Mm -hmm. Yep. Does anybody know who golfer by the name of John Cook is? Mm -mm. He and no, Ed were re really, really good buddies back in those days. Um, so we're sitting in the dressing room, and he he pops in with a with another guy, and uh, Ed. He was there for a while and talked to Ed, and he didn't stay for all that long, but. Uh, so he had to take off, and he was in a golf tournament down there that week or that weekend. Hmm. But, uh, but they felt like they were really good buddies for for a while. And um, so after he left, Eddie was just he was like a little kid. He was like, "That's the guy that introduced me to Tiger Woods," and he was just just like going on and on and on. And I'm thinking, "So <laughs> you're Eddie Van Halen, and you." Yeah, Tiger Woods is pretty amazing, but but he was so excited about about meeting Tiger. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it is. Isn't it funny when you hear about famous people being nervous to meet another famous person? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's a there's another dude that pops his head in. He just I don't think he even should have been backstage, but uh, must have knew the right person, but. No idea what his name is, but he pops his head in and uh, pops in like like he's lost, right? Oh, Jesus, you guys are in here. And uh, he's like, are You guys in a band? <laughs> he's like, uh, Oh, yeah, well, I, I work for uh, Reba McIntyre, and uh, but I used to uh, be a drum tech for, I think it was for Bobby Blotzer. Mm. So he comes up with that line, and then, you know, Alex is kind of like smiling and nodding his head. And he's like, "Oh, how is the blots nowadays?" And and uh, and then he's like, you know, says, "Hey, if you guys need anything, you know, let me know." And leaves. Hmm. And I'll, I'll leave that to the imagination of what he was talking about. But uh, <laughs> Alex just kind of smiled and nodded, like, "Yeah, okay, all right, bye bye." But uh, it, was, it was interesting. Uh, so, Larry, the odd question of the night, well, I guess you can crucify me for being the one to bring it up, but what's your thought on the whole Mitch being part of the band and, you know, Gary being part of the band and Mitch not taking the position? Like, kind of what's your outlook on that? 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, even even Mitch knew from the from the start there was no way that he'd ever be in that position. You'd never be the singer. We all knew it. None of us even thought twice about it. Well, maybe if you know, you know, there was never anybody that ever thought maybe. And uh, but like I was saying earlier the other the other day, I mean, uh, Eddie did tell him that he was in the band for whatever reason. You know, that's it's a mystery. And but yeah, no, I. I totally do not approve of Mitch going out and, and telling what he's telling and, and uh, you know I yeah no that's definitely the wrong the wrong move wow do you guys still talk haven't talked to him in uh, in a while I uh, you know life life got busy for me I had I had a uh, new kid. My wife would have some medical issues and, uh, you know, just, I had way more stuff. It was way more important going on than, you know, lugging gear and helping yeah. him out. You know what I'm saying? It's just, at the time there wasn't really anything going on. And then I just, I had too much stuff going on and I just, right. it's like, you know, just kind of the way it, it went. He called me one day and I was just, I was so busy and, uh, like I said, my wife was not doing well, and, mm. and I thought, well, I'll call him back. I was, I was you know, in the middle of a lot of stuff, and I just kind of forgot about it. So, yeah, he'll call back, whatever. And uh, he must have needed something bad, and I just didn't, I just forgot to call him back and you know, maybe got a little mad. I don't know, but it is what it is. I got, yeah. I got, I got bigger things to that I need, to, need to do. So, yeah, there you yeah. go. And there's no thought to me is. <clears throat> Gary's story and Mitch's story are real similar. You know, the timeline, the whole situation. You, If you read this book by Brad Talinsky and Chris Gill, they talk, you know, they interview Ray Daniels and Gary. And um, Jay, I don't know if you know this, but you know that song, That's Why I Love You, mm-hmm. which is the same um, music that Mitch used uh, for his single. Mm-hmm. That wasn't part of Van Halen 3. They, they sent that to Gary prior to him um, going to 5150. And if you notice, there's no background vocals in it. It's just Gary. He actually recorded that the vocals in his studio before he even tried out for Van Halen. He talks about it in this book. So people always thought that was, gonna, was supposed to be on Van Halen 3 or the second album, but it actually was prior to Van Halen 3. Huh. Did you know that, Johnny? Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I think um, I used to live with this guy named Desmond Child. Yeah, know. Desmond Child and was part of that. Where is it? Where and, is it? That, and that's how I know the, the whole story with Mitch, because Mitch, because Desmond is the one that, that called Mitch and had got him involved with Van Halen. Anyway, I believe... That that music, uh, they were working up that song with Desmond, and it was called uh, "Blood from a Stone" or "Blood from a Rock" is what their title was. Blood from a stone is blood from a blood from a stone. Yeah, I, I did hear that. Yeah. And that was that music, and so yeah. from what I believe, that music they sent that music like everybody. That was like the audition was that track. 
That's why you've got the version with Gary singing. That's why you have the, the version with Mitch singing on it. Right. It makes sense. I mean, anybody that's been either auditioning somebody to be in your band or auditioning for somebody else's band, usually they kind of tell you or you tell them, hey, le learn this song or these songs. So so when you come in there, everyone's not like, oh, what do you want to play? I don't know. What do you guys want to play? You know, so it makes sense that, that that's yeah. the case or that was the case. But Gary talks about watching the MTV Music Awards, thinking he was in the band, and David Lee Roth, you know, walks on stage. Mitch says the same thing. Um, so it really, to me, tells me that there was some major turmoil in the band, um, especially with management, you know, at that time. My, my opinion is, and I don't want to spend too much time with me talking about it, but... I think it was an MTV thing. Like they kind oh, yeah. of forced Van Halen's hand and said, Hey, you guys don't come on here with Roth. We're not going to promote anything. Like, I think they kind of gave them, gave Van Halen's management or them an ultimatum, ultimatum. So did, I almost said so ultimatum, Warner Brothers. Ultimato, an ultimato, um, you know, and kind of, kind of forced them to do it. And they, and they did it, you know? Yeah, Ray talks about in this book that it was MTV and it was Warner Brothers as well that that was giving him pressure. Wow. See, look at that. Yep. Hmm. And again, and Larry, you might feel the same way as well, but once, you know, <clears throat> when Roth left and Sammy came in, by the time Sammy left the band in 96, you know, they're so far into their career that literally the, you know, Sammy fans, they be, they're like, okay, well, if anybody's going to be the Van Halen singer, it's got to be Roth, right? And Roth fans, of course, are like, well, Roth has to come back. And then when they go to that MTV thing, Roth is there. And then that's what's happening. Sammy fans are like, okay, well, yeah, I love Sammy and the Roth era. So at least Roth is back. And then Roth fans are, yes. And then I don't care who they got after that. It was a, it was an uphill climb as steep as you could possibly imagine, because you're expecting something. Worst know? formula. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 just I don't I don't care what happened. I don't think it would have would have worked. You know oh. what happened. <laughs> 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 oh man. No idea who this nerd Halen is, but that's oh no, funny. I've never heard of nerd Halen before. <laughs> nerd Halen. Oh, yeah, I agree with you, Jay. I think it was it was a recipe for disaster. Worst timing, worst situation, bad decisions. You know, um, and you know maybe Mitch did see the writing on the wall. Uh, I think Gary was vulnerable at the time. You know, with extreme being broke up and. And who wouldn't want to be in Van Halen? I mean, holy crap, exactly. right? Right. Great no, there, interview there was... from Ray and Gary in this book, if you guys haven't read it. Larry, have you, have you read this? Not yet. No. Nope. It's great. It's a, it's a good read. Yeah, there was no way, in my opinion, you know, from what I saw, there was, there was no way Mitch ever believed that he was actually in the band. I mean, there's no way. Wow. You know, it was just... Because he even said that I don't 
I'm, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy. I don't know if he ever mentioned this on, on the interview or he just said it to me, but he's like, he could not come up with lyrics or melody for Ed's music. He was just, he was just, he did, he did mention that. Okay. Yeah. He, that's what he told me. He's like, I just, this is like so foreign to me that it's, uh, wow. It's he said there was one song that Ed played him after probably four or five other songs that he played him that he, <laughs> said that he thought oh i could do something with that and he said he's never heard it since like it's never been released <laughs> these guys are having fun, fun with no them. it's it's i mean i i don't want to turn this into a, a whole negative thing you know um we can save that for tomorrow night but uh <laughs> hey now john Beale's fault no, I just Larry. I I have a, I have a good friend who um who's a guitarist as well, and uh, he's he had a um a very negative experience with Mitch, but I'll I'll leave it at that. You know, I might know him. What's his name? I don't I don't want to throw him under the bus out here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, if he wants to say who he who he is, he can. He he's, can in uh, he's in the I chat. I said his name at the beginning of the show. Put it that he's way. In the chat. <laughs> Rob Johnson. No, 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 no. I was joking. It's Rob's Johnson. Oh, <laughs> but regardless, I think Mitch had a cool experience, and lucky for you, he took you, you know, to that show, and you got to experience what you got to experience. So that's, I mean, that's right. dynamite. Yeah, no, I, I'm still very thankful to this day, and yeah, that was, you know, like I said, every day it goes through my mind, and you can see why. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of things I'm, I'm kind of skipping over, but um, you know, one thing that uh, I'm going to touch on real quick is, so we were invited to dinner, which is just basically a, a table in a in a room backstage there. So was, so so Alex is at the head of the table, and Michael is right across from me, and Mitch is right to his left, and then Angie was. To my right, and we're having dinner with <laughs> with Van Halen and Angie Everhart. So I can honestly say that I, had, I had dinner with Angie. So. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even that long. So. We had dinner. It was good. What'd you have? There was some chicken breasts, and there was some refried beans. I remember, and all I remember is Michael was right next to me, and he's puts a big pile of refried beans and they had tabasco sauce he puts it on there and he looks at me he's like the plane ride's gonna be fun tonight and he kind of has that, <laughs> like, a wild look that's hilarious. Yeah. oh that's good yeah oh, and, then, and alex was giving me crap because he's like well he could probably have another beer but i don't think bob is gonna let you yeah i can't remember bob's last name but he's like a he's like an assistant. Uh, oh, he's been with him a long time. Yeah, Bob John Biel. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I forgot his last name. John Biel doesn't know who it is. <laughs> Kurt's video is frozen, or it was. <laughs> God, we got a we got a ventriloquist on with us tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, every every time you met Larry, every time you mentioned Mike, like doing something, I, I picture him in the corner, like. I miss Sammy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I wish Sammy yeah. was here. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know, and one thing that uh, oh, Dugan, Dugan was really cool. I'm going to say that before I uh, forget about it. Dugan Super is nice very guy. cool. He's, he's just, yeah. It's like, hey, if you guys want to stand here, just don't say, you know, he was just, you know, just. Don't touch the Jack Daniels cool. base. <laughs> Guilty. My, my DNA is on the Jack Daniels base. <laughs> So when you when you did uh, when you were at Soundcheck and when you were on stage for the for the show or whatever, did you were you wearing earplugs? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Were you no. were you were you deaf for the next like you know twelve to twenty four hours? At that time, I was playing with like the world's loudest drummer, so I was I was kind of I was kind of used to it, but it wasn't that loud. I didn't think it was that loud up there at all. Hey, it was outside. You know, it was an amphitheater, so you're outside, kind of washes away a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, you don't get all the, the echo I, and the bounce. Yeah. I didn't think it sounded that good up there. He, his system was scaled down too on that tour. Right. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I wish I would have got closer to his side, but you know, you don't want to get, get in the way, you know. But, so he uh, just walked right across the stage in the middle of the set. <laughs> I want to stand I was, over there. I was I was right in the middle where that little bump all was that uh, you could you know jump up onto the the stand that's where we were right pretty much in the middle off to the right by mikey yeah. just lay right on all three cabinets like george costanza <laughs> start, start, start moving the mics around like oh, i think it sounds bad. Knob or two. His EQ <laughs> on his amp. Hey, you got a little too many a little too much mids here dude you gotta, you gotta... <laughs> yeah he's a real pick <laughs> how fast can i get thrown out <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so Larry, did you see him at all after that? After the '98 tour, did you see any of their other shows, like in the future? Yeah, that was kind of funny because uh, one of the few questions that I asked him was, if, "I didn't know, you know, no internet really that I was using much back then. Probably was, but." Uh, I asked them if they're coming anywhere close to Fargo, like Grand Forks or or even uh, up in Canada. That's right north of me. And uh, he, they just both kind of shook their heads like, no, not, not going that direction. And uh, but then in 04, that was the first time they ever been to Fargo. So mm. I don't think I had anything to do with it, but uh, it, was, it was kind of, kind of ironic. But um so yeah, Salmon 04 and Fargo. Sorry, I just I just realized I um texted Kurt instead of texting my wife. <laughs> <clears throat> no wonder he was blushing. Yeah, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder his uh, his mouth was watering. Oh. <laughs> 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 Oh man, good thing it wasn't something else. Yeah. I just asked Kurt if, if he rode his bike. My crotch rocket. Yeah. I'm like, why hasn't she responded yet? Is she sleeping out there? No, I just I texted Kurt instead of instead of uh instead of my wife. So, scary. We, go. <laughs> yep. we did get the uh 
chance to see him in 2012 down in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So, cool. yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was a good time. That was a good tour. Yep. The last time I saw him was the uh, – I saw him twice on the balance tour, and that was the last uh, last time I saw him live. Good friend of mine uh, was oh running running sound at uh, – at the, uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, venue where they where they rehearsed at Pensacola. Mm-hmm. So I got to spend a lot of days with those guys. Didn't have a lot of good stories. I don't know. I suppose he wasn't, you know, really in the mix. But um, that would have been a good show. That would have been a good concert. So out of out of all the Hagar era albums there's only four of them which uh which one is your favorite <clears throat> which one have you yeah. heard <laughs> well i have i have them all no, no doubt you know 5150 is good um i like a lot of stuff on audio 812 mm-hmm. you know probably uh probably the fuck albums you know is right oh. But uh, yeah, I mean they're they're all kind of in the same boat. I I, I do like a balance too. There's some, there's some good stuff. I like I like a lot of things about each one of them. Jay loves balance. Well, I I do, but there's there's um the ballads on balance I don't like. Yeah, I'm very open about that. I think for some reason it's something. The ballads on all three records up until then, I think, are great. But for some reason, just the bat—I don't know—it just, just didn't feel. It felt kind of forced. Like, hey, we have to write this type of song. And part of it might be because might be because of Sammy's vocals on those songs. I don't know. I'd have right. to kind of sit and analyze them a little bit more. But I don't know. It just—they felt, they felt kind of corny or cheesy. In '95, as a you know, I could listen to even even the 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 lovey dovey songs on 5150. I could listen to all the time. Be like, hell yeah, this is awesome, you know. Even though, you know, whatever. But 5150 to me just has that energy and excitement. You can tell those guys were just so so pumped to yeah. be playing with Sammy at that time. You know, you yeah. can hear it. You can hear it come through come through the uh, speakers. Yeah. No, you're right. It's that is probably. I, think I would have traded a, another one more Sammy album. I would have cashed that in for uh, Van Halen three or different kind of truth for sure. Oh, you mean if we got one more Sammy album? Yeah, and wouldn't have got either one of those other two. I would have definitely taken another Sammy album. I'll well, say it on the public internet. According to um, Brad um, Talinsky and um, oh my Chris God. Gill and Chris Gill, I apologize. Um, supposedly, well, I'm not going to say supposedly because I mean, I, I believe what they say, but you know, Eddie, I guess, had told them or one of them or whatever that they were thinking about replacing Sammy back in '94. Later, really? I think it was November of '94 that that Eddie had had said to them, you know, they're kind of having issues with Sammy at the time. Which I think is very interesting, you know. It's like, whoa, man, you know, ninety four, oh, end of ninety four. 
Oh, ninety four. Yeah, the end of ninety four. He, he, well, he, they said it. They said it right on the show with, with, with me and Johnny. Well, when uh, what happened after the live right here right now tour? When mm-hmm. Ray, when um, um, who was their manager? Ed Leffler passed yeah. away. There was some some real deep issues there. Yep, instant, pretty much instantly, right? Yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, you know, you guys know I love Sammy and that era and everything like that. But in my opinion, when you watch a lot of the Balance Tour videos. Sammy wasn't he I don't think he was in shape especially as much as he was on on the previous tours because when I saw him in 93 that was the first concert I ever went to Sammy was awesome live just the energy him running and obviously when you watch live out of net and then you you know that stuff he was he was great but I just feel like when you watch the balance era um Sammy's definitely lacking in the vocal department you know they already had to start tuning down a half step and anything standard they had to tune down yeah, there were um, some shows where he had throat problems. Uh, yeah. They canceled a couple shows because he was sick. He yep. never did that prior to that. He made every show. Well, no, wasn't there – there was something that happened on the uh, OU812 tour, wasn't there? Then something Texas happened. Jam. Yeah. John Biel. John, John Biel. Texas <laughs> Jam, he lost his voice, and so that's why he came Joe. back. Are you there? That, that... <laughs> Texas Joe, where are you? <clears throat> that's why they did that that Dallas Free Show outside. Oh, that's right. Because that's right. they had oh. they had to stop a uh, a show. That's true. You're right. My bad. So is Van Halen two your favorite album? Considering it was the first one you were uh, exposed to. They're they're all so good. I it's really hard to pick one. I you know that's honest God truth. Probably my least favorite, and I don't really know why, is uh, is uh, "Women Children First. and I, I really don't know why. Oh. There's a lot of good, to- a lot of good songs, and it's like that's oh. that's the one I go to the least, and I don't know why. Uh, I'm with you, Larry. Um, but but <laughs> when I do pop it on, it's like, well, this is pretty good. But maybe it's because the the stylus on my turntable back in the day was so shot it's done like crap i don't know maybe i stuck <laughs> in my head you know that, that could be that could be i love that record whenever yeah. i get asked what's your favorite van halen record i say women children first that's that's yeah. my good go-to answer well, but, um, you know that's good everybody's got their own opinion because if yeah. everybody had the same opinion it'd be a pretty boring world but uh yeah, and, and it would be easy, like, okay, well, I guess that is their best album because everybody thinks it is. But what's yeah. weird, I just thought of this. When you ask me what my favorite Hagar era is or record is, it's we hands didn't. down 5150. Hands we down. We didn't ask you, though. Well, I'm, <laughs> you're, you're going to ask me right now. <laughs> what's Last your favorite album? On the show is what's going to happen. <laughs> so, but for some reason, with the Roth era, it's harder for me to decide, like, which one is my favorite? You know, it, I think it's those are more maybe consistent, right? Right. I would agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really hard to. I mean, I listen to all those first six all the time, and uh, you know, I don't know. I can really just never get tired of them. So. Yeah, Van Halen one, Van Halen two, Diver Down and eighty four are like a toss up with me. 
Did you did you forget about fair warning in there? No. It's, oh yeah, fair uh, warning. Yeah. No, I mean it's. Wow. I, I think those other four are stronger to me. Hmm. Oh. Well, fair warning does, in my opinion, end on a kind of like. Oh. It seems no, short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the last song on that album is kind of like, what what happened? What 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 just happened? You know. It was fun to see uh, Mikey sing. Somebody give me a doctor, you know, from about mm-hmm. five feet five feet away. It was uh that was pretty cool. And Unchained. Wow. Eddie did they did Unchained and yeah. he did Mean uh, version of Mean Street in the middle of that, that tour. It was that 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 was a great tour, ninety eight. Oh my god, yeah. Eddie was just playing so great. You know, that was yeah, I got lucky because yeah, unfortunately we all kind of seen the old four, you know, shows and you know, I've watched a lot of 04 shows on uh, on YouTube, and he's, you've seen him kind of have his issues and problems. But in Fargo, it was like I, I haven't seen one that bad. It was felt terrible for him. I mean, he could barely walk. Uh, yeah. that felt really bad for him. I saw, I saw the, me and my wife. Well, now my wife. Back then, she was my. Um... Mistress, no, my my girlfriend. Um, She's the one on the bike right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, we saw him in um at the Meadowlands again. I think it's probably where I saw Van Halen virtually every time. Um, and it was just, you know, I was pumped because Sammy was back, and you know, I don't want to delve into all the the bad stuff, but yeah, it was. Uh, I remember, I th- what was it? The second or third song of the set was "Run Around," and I remember thinking like. Is his guitar out of tune? Like, holy cow! And that show is actually um, on Ooh, YouTube. Like, the one, the one yeah. I was at. Yeah. Okay. There's some moments on that that are like, goodness. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, that. Go ahead. I saw them in uh, San Jose. On that tour. Let me guess, Johnny. They were great, weren't they? They were awesome. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I no, saw I, them in Seattle, and it was towards the end of the tour, and it was. Yeah. I, I was I was I, th- I was excited because I had a uh, this is before I had my iPhone I had like some sort of flip phone, and I recorded like as much as I could of Eddie's guitar solo from my phone, not video but just audio. Motorola Razor. Uh no no what was it? actually it's sitting right over there. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. He has his phone from twenty. Oh yeah, years I, still, ago. I still have all my phones. I still have all my phones. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was cool because uh, I I got to like make my own bootleg Van Halen bootleg. I'd never done that before, you know. So what did it when you got outside of the gig and got in your car or whatever the hell? Did you play it and you're like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> is that what it sounded like? It sounded yeah, like it sounded, first internet dial up. And- yeah, you couldn't really hear anything on it, but you could kind of tell what it was. Yeah. <laughs> But it was you cool because I, I, I recorded Eddie Van Halen myself. That's that's what was awesome. Mm. Yeah, I, I remember I remember running around. That that always stuck in my mind. The the beginning was like, yeah, that's that's a little rough, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was yeah. Like I said, it's you feel bad for guys that just really can't. Uh, you know, 
just get along and, and try to do your best with all it. You know, but that's is kind of a, a problem for a long time. And, you know, I guess I just feel bad because uh, it just took its toll on uh, a lot of people. Um, so what the hell was I just going to ask you? Crap. I thought it was a good question too. I forget what it was. Maybe I'll we'll come it. back. We'll come back. Yeah, maybe. Man. I got a question. I got a question for you guys. Um, okay, the, the Matt Pinfield interview from '98. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know, when I when I listen to that. And he's talking about the hood ornament, you know. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> now it's getting good, folks. No, if you if you listen to it, and maybe it's just me, but he's talking about Sammy. Is you know that's that's what I get out of it. Because there's no way he would you know tell say that Mitch didn't want to rehearse, or you know that's kind of what he's getting at. Just not the right, not the same. You know, just the drive. So you think it was his way of digging into Sammy? Well, he definitely dug Absolutely. into Sammy. Yeah. You know, it's you know because you gotta agree that they're so secretive that you know they didn't they don't talk about any of the other singers that auditioned in '96. You know, they just put it under the put it underground there. Um, there must be some big legal contracts going on there because you remember uh mike being interviewed by eddie trunk a couple of years ago three years ago four years ago yeah. and and eddie brought up mitch and he was like yeah i don't i think i maybe i don't remember remember i don't know if you guys heard that it's not even on youtube anymore got taken down or something but you know i was standing right there when mike came up and you know, ask Mitch for his contact information. You know, he knew damn well who he was. So stand right there. You know, I heard everything. Um, yeah, Michael asked Mitch for his number, you know, address, and like, okay, what, what do you want that for? You, know. you wanted that Wolfgang that was supposed to be shipped to you. That's. <laughs> never, I never thought about that. Never shipped. Wait, wait, we're getting guitars here. Hey, hey, hold on a second. <laughs> But there must be some, uh, you know, non-disclosure, non-disclosure agreement stuff. And I, I think yeah, is, at the same time, um, you know, Mike has never really blasted anybody. He's always been super respectful to everybody that's been involved in Van Halen, and he's the last guy that that you know would sling shit, um, you know, so. I, I respect him for that, but I also think that a lot of these they do have to sign, especially when he got back in. I think in '04, you know, I think he definitely had to sign a non-disclosure. That's why I think you know Gary can't really talk about too many details about things. Um, and you know, I think I think it's kind of par for the par for the course with any of these huge bands, right? Yeah, but, that's uh, why you got to get these guys in private. Right. But some of these things, you know, it's been such a long time ago, you wouldn't think you'd be too scared about saying, you know, just like, yeah, you, you know, the auditions, mm -hmm. you know, but they don't talk about anybody. So 
I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, who was the singer in Mr. Big? That Eric Martin. Eric Martin, yeah. Eric Martin, yeah. Has he said anything about that time? Paul Gilbert. <laughs> Hang on, there's something I gotta do. <laughs> Oh wait, I'm on the I'm on the wrong uh sorry wrong Jay. Brand. That's too I was too early. I blew my load too soon. <laughs> There's the, the, the shred guitar player's dream selfie right there. Right. That's awesome. There you go. Uh I think Eric Martin, I I think he he auditioned or he was supposed to audition in eighty five. Yeah. Before before Sammy and then him he ran into Sammy or something right and Sammy's like I got the gig or something yeah and Eric's like right? oh shit something like that yeah there goes the goddamn brownies <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Billy Sheen confirmed that Eric auditioned in '96 on an interview oh so he auditioned again yep in '96 oh man I would have. Mm -hmm. Man. It'd be great to ask Billy Billy some questions someday, you know. Yeah, or Eric. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Bill, Billy was on here a couple years. Billy ago. was on here with it us. Was, it was great. Like a he was years one ago. of the best. God, you know, uh, sometimes when when we have a guest on here, especially somebody like that, you know, it, it you know you kind of get a little nervous. Like, what do we ask this guy? You know, what can we? What yeah. can't we? And then sometimes you feel like this guy probably wants to get out of here. You know. <laughs> After after about two hours, he's like, "All right, what else? What what, what else you got? What other questions we got? Come on, let's let's keep 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 them coming, keep them coming." And it, we had him on. It was like three hours, right? Three hour tour. <laughs> he was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I ref keep referencing this book. Just because I read it again, the two chapters today. But Ray Daniels said he wanted the band to try out three or four different singers, but Eddie kept like going rogue and doing his own thing, and you know, telling Gary he's in the band and telling Mitch he's in the band. Mm -hmm. And finally, Ray just like threw his hands up and said, "All right, do whatever you need to do." I got to read that book. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Uh, really, the first time. Ray talks about his stint in, in Van Halen publicly. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm typing in the chat if you hear all this pitter-patter over here. <laughs> oh, Angie Everhard. Oh. <laughs> Everhard. Oh. <laughs> forever? Forever hard? <laughs> oh my yeah, I, I forgot to mention... Uh... When when Ed let me play his guitar, he uh, well there's there's a smoke burning you know in the headstock, and there's one lit in the ashtray, and as soon as he gave me the guitar, he fires up the third one. It's no kidding. Wow. So I'm playing his guitar and I got smoke right in my right in my eyes. So nonstop. Yeah. But the you know the cigarette was burned in the headstock while I had the guitar. So, man, I would have pulled that thing out and put it in my pocket. Yeah, hindsight, you know. Keys are out of the show. <laughs> that was. Mm -hmm. 
anybody have any um anything in the chat any questions i got magic man's asking me about playing seven string guitars yeah any questions for larry yeah don't don't ask me anything ask ask larry some stuff yeah. you can ask us questions anytime you want <laughs> alex was quite the storyteller he'd he'd uh, kind of kick back in his chair and have little little things about one little story you had he was talking about 78 or 79 when they're opening for black sabbath and they're playing somewhere and there was you know they're playing he goes yeah we're playing dance night away and here's these you know ten thousand huge biker guys staring at us like they wanted to kill us i can't remember exactly how he put it but it was it was pretty funny huh. um, if, you, if you look at one of those there's one picture that you can see al's his wardrobe case and there's a little we can see his his neck brace and stuff sitting on there but there's a little uh jar and there's a, there's a water cup sitting the ones you sent really, me really hard to see. yeah just, it, they're pretty hard to see Wait, did you show all the pictures johnny no, no. what oh, are yeah. we doing <laughs> what is going on here okay we saw that one <laughs> crap vans right. we saw that one very cool you zoom on the left of that one maybe huh yeah, maybe it's the one with Mitch in it. Yeah, we didn't see this one. We didn't see this one yet. Look at that. Yep. So over on the left. Oh, my God. So obviously he's grown his hair out and permed it and bleached it since. I don't I think he has think, to perm it. That, that's... Yeah, it's natural. It looks curly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like a, like a Lego, you could just snap that thing on. <laughs> Gia pet. <laughs> Ed did not approve of the haircut, by the way. Oh, I I bet he didn't. Not that Ed's ever had short hair, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's Mitch Malloy and Eddie Van Halen, nineteen ninety eight. Wow. Nineteen ninety eight. Oh, so there's the cup you're talking about on the left there? Right. That had some water in it. Some water in it then. Uh... So he, Ed was telling us that they were playing somewhere, and he dropped that pick, and he was kind of freaking out about it. So he got some of this white powder that uh, oh. baseball pictures used. Oh, the, to... the rosin bag, yeah. Yeah. Well, mixed Monkey some water, made, made a little slurry. So... His fingers were sticky, but but he dumped some of this on the coffee table. He's sitting Indian style down on the coffee table, and he you know gets down there like he's gonna snort this stuff, and then he starts laughing. It was kind of funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he dropped the pick down by the barricade, and the security guy picked it up. Was looking at it like uh, he had no idea what it was like somebody probably threw it from the audience, and, and he's kind of yelling at him like, "Hey!" I need that. Just uh, one of the stories I remember. Oh, did, so did he use that same pick the whole night? Yeah. Just that one pick? Yep. Yep. Wow. So was he? did he have any, like, taped or whatever to his mic stand that he would, you know, regular plastic picks or whatever that he'd flip out there or just? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yep. Oh, Cameron Brown. Wow. Okay. That That's who – Um. I guess I was mentioning before Cameron Brown, guitar player. Oh, 
Yeah. He's not a uh, not a fan <laughs> of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> But he's here. he's actually had <laughs> he's had a few experiences with Mitch, so you know. Yeah, he's not according he's, to he's Mitch funny. and the number one Eddie Van Halen fan host in Canada. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Mitch has been through a few guitar players. <laughs> I know why now. <laughs> I've seen the screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so what time is it there by yeah. you, Larry? <laughs> what was that like? Almost uh, bedtime? Yeah. <laughs> Larry, you got any questions for Johnny? <laughs> Where, yeah, where'd you get those two guys on the bottom? <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're both fired from other shows. <laughs> hey, this is my first. Um, wait, Larry, so, so you obviously, when was the first time you um you found out about like Johnny's channel or whatever? Just two yeah, days? how did you find this craziness? Yeah. Well, it was probably a couple of years ago. I was just, uh, yeah, just, you know, you punch a Van Halen like every day to see what's what's new out there. And, uh, yeah, you popped up and started listening when I could. And, yeah, wow. had a good time. So you've been listening to this for a couple of years? Yeah. Yep. Right on, man. Because, see, I have no idea who's watching this stuff. Right. I really don't, and it's it's uh, it's just uh, it's still kind of kind of bizarre that you know we've been doing these 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 uh, things for like six seven years or something, you know. Well, <laughs> well, Kurt's already loaded, so um. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what, what rum did you use? I don't think we answered that, did you? Sailor Jerry's. Oh, Sailor well, Jerry. Steve okay. Anderson, go-to. Yeah. Yep. And then he told That's me about that Bum thing. Bumbo rum one time, or Bum oh, I think he said Bumbo he bought. And I, I, went, I went to the liquor store to try to find it, and lo and behold, they had Bumbo rum, but it was like, <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a very big bottle, and it was like 50 bucks, and I was like, nah, Thank God that wasn't like code word. I'm here for some bumpo rum. Oh, go behind the dumpster and he'll come out. <laughs> I'll be right out. <laughs> yeah. Very popular in this uh, in this part of town. Anyway. Wow. <clears throat> so, so Larry, whenever you um, I guess catch up with Mitch. We'd love to hear what what happens. You know, we'd love to hear how it turns out. We would love to get Mitch and Paul on the show together. Yeah, that'd be good. You'd have a pay per view for that one. Yeah. Come on, on. <laughs> come on, on. 
No, I, I think it's a cool story. Um, I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of people that experience what he did. Um, it's just a little weird what he's doing now, but I think it's a cool story. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, like I said, I really don't understand why he's doing what he's doing, but uh, it's none of my business, I guess. And, uh, but kind of deserves a lot of the stuff that's being said. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. there's a, yeah, there's, don't know what to say. Yeah. We don't want to say too much because this is the internet, you know, That's <laughs> young blabbermouth tomorrow. Ex Mitch Malloy uh, friend. You know? <laughs> actually, that, that would really help us out. Yeah. Yeah. Larry, come on. Let's so, Let's 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 get the gloves out. Let's take the gloves off. How about that? Let's let's get the show. Uh, <laughs> let's go viral. It could be bought. Ah! We got Steve Anderson. will send you some bumbo rum. <laughs> Somebody get Larry some bumbo rum, <laughs> so we can get on blabbermouth. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, does anybody have anything else? It's it's ten forty almost. Um, you know. Yeah, and my dinner's getting cold. Where where is it? <laughs> it's your show, Johnny. It's not like we're holding you here, holding them I, hostage. I know. I know. I could be eating. I could actually be sitting here eating and stuff. But we'll really go viral then. Yeah. John BL, anyone else going live right now? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Well, Larry, any last uh, last comments? Yeah, no, it's good to good to meet you guys and, and sit and uh, do this. It's a good time. Yeah. It's, it's uh, nice meeting you. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a lot of a lot of Van Halen uh, fans like to hear these little weird stories and and things. So mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully somebody enjoyed it. Well, yeah, smash that thumbs up if you if you enjoyed that. And Larry, you're you're in my Van Halen group on Facebook, right? I am. Van Halen, 1974 to forever, dude. Um, have you been posting? Post some stuff in there. Yeah, those photos yeah. are. Golden. Yeah, I can do that. Well, I am in no way like you know a Van Halen aficionado as much as like Kurt and Johnny are with all the the little details and info. You know, I think I know enough to be considered a huge Van Halen fan, which I am. But it's nice to know that I, I did learn a few things tonight. So, Larry, I appreciate yes. that, man. Yeah, that was, that was that was my goal. I mean, there's there's things out there that I think. A lot of people don't know. So, yeah, yeah, my wife just texted and said, "Tell him thanks for his stories." You're welcome. Yes, those are awesome. All right, uh, I guess we're gonna we're gonna split. Thank you so much, Larry, for hanging out with us tonight. Oh, look out! Um. <laughs> We will see you guys tomorrow night for John BL's Saturday Night Live. 
Uh, what time do that? 11 Eastern? 11 Eastern, yep. <clears throat> 11 o'clock Eastern, and then following Sunday for the Sunday Night String Chain show. Um, and then, yeah. All right. That, oh, uh, man, this is my first show. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wait, I'm, I'm in the wrong brand. I, I got to find this. Thank you so much, channel members, for, for being channel members. <laughs> for supporting, helping support. Thank you so much. There. There we go. I'll do this one. There we go. And uh, what else? GTA tonight? Okay. Yeah, look for some Grand Theft Auto in uh, in a little while over on Twitch. Larry, do you play Grand Theft Auto? No, I don't. I do not. Man, that's that that's that's the stuff, man. <laughs> hey, hey, Johnny, I, for, I forgot to um, I forgot to wish a happy birthday to Larry Mitchell. It's Larry's birthday today, so I just want to send oh, a, cool. a happy birthday out to him. Happy birthday, Larry. Other Larry. Wait, now I know two I know three Larrys. Ooh, Larry Fine. I know four Larrys. There you go. I know Larry, Larry Mitchell, Larry Thomas, Larry Fine, and Larry C. Mm -hmm. And two Mike Neeses. And two Mike <laughs> <laughs> Things are looking up. Awesome. All right. That's right. Robot Masters of which are we gonna play, man? Dude, if you let me know when you're ready, man. Message me on the Discord, man. We gotta get a, a crew going for GTA tonight, man. On the on the Discord. It's so much fun. So much fun. All right. Smash that thumbs up, you guys. Drop some comments down below. And we will see you guys tomorrow night for Stroudy Night Live. Manana. All right. Bye. Don't hang up, Larry. Yeah, don't hang up, oh, yeah. Larry. Not yet. Bye. -bye. <laughs> don't hang up. And nobody else go anywhere. Make sure to smash the thumbs up on tomorrow night's video. Following this video.